You and I already did this one time. Spoilers. Check. Mature language. Check. Should listeners be advised? Check. Everybody love the monster beer podcast. Brought to you by THX. THX. Okay, uh, welcome to the Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm Diablo Frank, and with me are... Lee Machine. Mr. Fixit. Uh, so first thing we're going to talk about is, uh, who here remembers the Marvel Max line? Me, 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 me. What was it? It was the adult versions of Marvel hero characters. Mainly the Punisher, uh, the Punisher, uh, and the Punisher. Well, that was the big success story, I would say. Was it the War Ellis stuff? Garthenus. Garthenus. I have some nice stuff. Well, not, you also had... They did the one shots where you would have like uh, Daredevil and Punisher, or they were they were always semi. Oh no, wait, they did a Luke Cage too. Oh god, you're the fucking bright ass roll one where they fight it out. And he wore a grill. Shit. Yeah, I remember he yeah. wore a grill that said Cage. That was some racist shit. Yeah, that was bad too. Bright ass roll. That was some seriously racist. Yeah, the, the, and okay. Richard Corbin. Richard Corbin. That's right. Wait, was the Hulk one? Did you know the Hulk pants? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, no, no. because Max was uh, Guardians did the uh, the Nick Fury miniseries with I think Derek Robertson. Yes, yes. It's like a trial run on the for the boys. Yes. Um. So basically, to me, the Max series was Marvel's version of at that time. Penthouse had their own comic book series out in adult trade form, like a you know almost a heavy metal, but they kind of leaned superhero with adult themes. And then Hustler came out with one that was just that was obscene, just, just obscene. Yeah. yeah, but they all, all it seemed like everyone back then except DC. Well, no, DC had Vertigo. Yeah, time. see, the, the, people when Max first got started, I think people thought that it was going to be the Marvel version of Vertigo. And I, you you might actually have a point. I, at first, I was like Penthouse comic. What the fuck are you going yeah. with that? Then occurred to me though, Penthouse kind of made its name on audacity on, on going the places with, with comic book material yeah. that other because they didn't do full on porn they just did like erotic yeah you know and, and really oh, I don't know they should, not, yeah, yeah. Dave Johnson did a lot of yeah stuff did a lot of yeah. really big broad stuff kind of coop kind of stuff going on there. yeah and I think Max was actually probably closer to Penthouse Comics because it was a lot of Marvel characters being transposed to uh, uh, this this hypersexual line, line you know. and a lot of foul language and ultraviolence and and, yeah. and boobies and stuff. So it really wasn't Vertigo because Vertigo had adult adult theme, but they were actually trying to be sophisticated. Where Max was often just trying to do the R-rated superhero. Bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you finally got the Punisher killing and torturing people, like the Punisher. Well, see, that's the thing is, is you were already getting some of that when not really though, because they they would get where Guardians was doing it with Steve Dillon. That was actually just Marvel Knights. It wasn't no, so, that's what I had. Yeah, yeah, Marvel Knights. And then when it made the leap to Max, the the art quality dropped down because they weren't willing to pay for Steve Dillon, I guess. Right, but the, the violence and the foul language and the adult thing, if anything, the Punisher Max was the closest they did to Vertigo, probably I would say. Because, yeah, because the stories were more more adult. Yeah. I mean, you had the the the, uh, the Russian slavers and. Mm-hmm. 
you you could have done a crossover between Frank Castle and John Constantine. It would have been kind of cool in that book. You would have felt correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember they also did like the Destroyer, you know, Robert Kirkman Destroyer. Yes, the Destroyer. Yeah, that was good. I, I like looked at the list of Max line titles. There are a ton. Like what? Kind of gives people read the Werewolf by Magnet. The Werewolf by Magnet. Alias of Happy Skies, Black Widow, Camel Spider, Blade, Born, Cage, Deadpool Max, Dead of Night featuring the Destroyer, Doctor Spectrum, Dominic Fortune. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. All of those were part of that too. Fury, Fury Volume Two. Onto horror, Hellstrom, uh, The Hood. How would you Oh, yeah, The Hood. Uh, yeah, Brian Vaughn. Yeah. yeah, that was a great But see, those didn't have sex in them. They were more I'm only at violence. Well, they, they're the ones you tackled 9-11 and compared Hydra to Al-Qaeda and shit. Well, I just, I, the one thing I remember is that one Punisher issue where 9-11 occurred, and that like same week they did an issue where like the government had paid these guys and fly planes into buildings False and flags, shit. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I remember reading that, going, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah. So yeah, the Max series, I guess, was Marvel's way of pushing the envelope. By the way, you know they had a fuck up with Superman related to 9/11 too, right? Yeah. They just had the uh, Our Worlds at War crossover, if I remember correctly, and there was all this world destruction, and somebody close to Superman had died, and so he just like tapped out, he couldn't handle it, so. All the other heroes are helping to rebuild after all this worldwide destruction. So you're just staying at home and moping and shit. And that came out like the week of 9-11. So it left a really foul taste in people's mouths. Superman, you know, tapped out during a, a catastrophe. It was now being reflected in the real world. Oh, you know what's also crazy? The Iron Man cartoon from 1993. <laughs> <laughs> in an episode. That's right, you Put on your tin hat. Here we go. The Mandarin is we, shown. The, the Mandarin been done. Stop talking. The Mandarin has shown flying planes into both the World Trade Center, using planes as bombs, and then crashing a plane into the Pentagon. Are we doing gray sets now? Are we, we're, we're doing clip shows It's now? been a while since I brought it up. You guys are talking about 9-11. If you haven't been on YouTube... You know what? Yeah. We were fucked. We opened the door on that it's one. It's absolutely... You'll get goosebumps. It's you showed it to me. It, it, it is, it's very compelling. You showed it to me, and I was like, holy shit. It's terrifying. Yeah. Especially when the plane hits the Pentagon. Like, what the fuck? What? Anyway. So what you're telling me is when Osama bin Laden had wiped the cum off of himself from looking at all that porn, he decided to flip over and catch clips of the Iron Man cartoon show. You know, you just have a way of just grinding things through all. He tried to over-sexualize it and it just he tried, it fell flat. It was too shocking. Yeah, it fell flat on that one. He stepped on his own junk and fell down. So anyway. Well, so, no, he, he, but he was doing the list unless you wanted to continue oh, with that. Well, no, no, well, Howard the Duck, Phantom Max. I remember Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah, where he turns into a rat. Yeah. Phantom X, The Punisher, Rawhide Kid, Shang-Chi. Where are the kids gay? That's right. I mean, about that. Strange Tales, Star the Slayer, Supreme Power, Supreme Power, Supreme Power. Yeah. Yeah. Supreme Power was good. Yeah. Which one? Supreme Power moved to Marvel Comics. Supreme Power Hyperion, Supreme Power Nighthawk. The one before they became Squadron Supreme again. Yeah. Okay. That one, Nighthawk one was kind of cool because they had that Joker slash Ronald McDonald serial killer. I can't remember if I read Terror Nighthawk or not. Terror. I read Nighthawk versus Hyperion. I don't remember nah, nah, nah. the actual Nighthawk series. No, nah, the Nighthawk was good. I'm sorry, go ahead. Terror Rink. Terror Rink. Got those. Soon. Four Vikings. Got that one. War is Perfect. Hell. The first flight of Phantom Eagle. U.S. War Machine and U.S. War Machine 2.0. Wisdom. Chuck Austin. God, there's a guy who never remembers anymore. Wolverine Max. 
X-Men, Phoenix, Legacy of Fire, and Zombie. Wait, they did an X-Men Max series? X-Men, Phoenix, Legacy of Fire, issues 2 and 3 of 3 issues of the series 2003. I don't remember either. No, that's weird. And then Max, Ant-Man, and Deathlock Limited series were solicited but were canceled before the release. Uh, Daniel Way. I, I, that was when Daniel Way went off and Curse those away. Curse uh, laid funny that makes Curse laid an interview at like Newsarama and apparently it like got the Marvel Brass and they like kind of pushed him off the side. There's, there's no losses anyway did anything, right? I, he kind of the, fell off. The only stuff I remember him doing was that uh um, he was with the Red Hulk and there and he did a series. He did the uh, Wolverine series with Steve Dillon, didn't he? Well, that he was the like Wolverine Origins or some shit like that. I don't that. remember. The last thing I kind of remember of Daniel Way is I want to say he did that series that was like Deadpool, the Red Hulk, the Punisher. They're like I guess like a Suicide Squad type crew. I don't remember. I, I I just vaguely remember something. I could be wrong. I don't so the Raw Hat Kid you were talking about. This says, one Marvel character who was revived as by Max was Rawhide Kid when 2002 became the first openly gay comic character to star in his own magazine. The first edition of Rawhide Kid's gay saga was called Slap Leather. According to the CNN.com article, the new series pairs the original artist John Severin, now 86, with Ron Zimmerman, a television writer, making the Rawhide Kid gay was Zimmerman's idea. The character's sexually, sexuality is conveyed indirectly, though, or through euphemisms and puns in a comic style of campy. Conservative groups protested gay take on a character, which they claim to corrupt children, and the covers carried an adults only label. Because he was gay. I guess so. Uh, it says uh, former Marvel president and chairman Stanley openly criticized Max imprint, referring to the 2001 Fury miniseries based on the character Nick Fury, who he co-created. Lee said, I don't know why they're doing that. I don't think I would do those kinds of stories. And I read those stories, and uh, Garth Ennis wrote them. No, the about... Zimmerman. Or... No, Zimmerman. not the Fury. 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 Oh, Fury. I thought you were talking about... No, no, okay. no. We'll pass that one. Fury wrote... Uh, Garth Ennis wrote the Fury stuff. Yeah. And if you know Garth Ennis, yeah, he whipped it out just... No, the, the, the Fury was he just Fury he was just, just yeah. was taking the piss. He, he was yeah. just making his his points against American policy using uh, Nick Fury as the whipping boy. Oh no, no, he totally dirty. He totally, he totally dirty Sanchez that book. Yeah, he totally turns Nick Fury into a scumbag and a guy. What do you like? His dad was like in a, a nursing home and he kept trying to murder his own father. No, it was what it was was his best friend died and left his kid to him, and he has to watch his kid, but the kid's a total fuck up. And he almost wants the kid to die because he just wants this kid to leave him alone because he's like, Uncle Fury. He's just a total fuck up. Yeah. Um, I remember that. And I don't know. It's, it's, that's where, um, Barracuda was introduced. No, Barracuda was introduced in Punisher Max, I thought. No, but he popped up in Fury too. Oh, did he? Yeah. I believe he gave, he was like, uh, nothing like recycling a Punisher villain in a Nick Fury miniseries. Let's well, know dude, how little dude, interest he has. Barracuda happened. was supposed to be the new Jigsaw. Okay. What That's what was, I was... Barracuda was pretty popular, but I'm saying, oh, why is he the Nick Fury? Barracuda. That's that's Max. That's Max uh, introduction. Well, anyway, let's get back to the Max series. We're, I'm not we're going done. Well, now you gotta now you gotta do the first lyrics. I don't know what is it. Are these the lyrics? Barracuda. Barracuda. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Frank will just insert a small sample there. No, I'm going to leave the motherfucker hanging on that <laughs> shit. I'm bringing it back. So, so anyway, we're so talking about Barracuda. This is Barracuda. No, no. And what we're going to talk about is the Alias comic book. Yes, of the Max series. And that was by Brian. No, their go-to boy. Oh, we're good. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. 
and mm. drawn by Michael Gallardos. I always thought it was Gatos. I'm not. I really don't know how to pronounce that name though. I don't know. It might be Gatos. Could be. I don't know. He never got to be like a big deal. And uh, what was Alias about? You know why he never became a big deal? Because after the Alias, he's marching out. Career killer. <laughs> Volume 3, issues 31 through 38. And then he fell off the earth. What? <laughs> Michael Gatos never did Martian Manhunter. Gatos DC Comics includes the series Manhunter. Oh, my bad, Manhunter. Okay, yeah, that's the Kate Spencer character. Oh, okay. The... Damn it, my fighting comeback didn't work. Another misfire. Um, so... I forgot that DC Comics has Manhunter and Martian Manhunter. Yeah, and then... The... Totally different. Oh, wait, wait. And then the Manhunters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got the Manhunter Corps. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to put that totally on me, okay? Wait, don't they have another? I, I, this has been a bitch of mine for 20 years. But there, isn't there another Manhunter? There's, there's so many fucking Manhunters. Hey. Yeah. And that's why you how's say... Bear, hey, how's Barracuda fit Okay. All right, so back... Again, we're falling. We're going off topic. But so, then this is Michael Gaitis. It was a, a story about a former superhero, Jessica Jones, who is no longer a superhero in the sense that she flies around in a leotard and has become a hard-nosed hard detective, drinking, hard-drinking, hard-at-anal-sex-having... Yeah, I'm gonna make a joke about how Marvel really pushed that comic book in that first issue. Well, I just remember, dude. I, I remember. Even in the Luke Cage, I knew, no, I knew nothing of that, that book, and I always remember I was at your shop, and some guy was like, "Dude, she gets nailed in the ass in this book, and you should totally buy it." And I was like, "Really?" <laughs> Huh. Oh man, talking about just just really pinning down every stereotype in a, in a comic book store, <laughs> right? That hey, dude, I should really the ass. You should buy it. Yeah, and I, I hope he made a point of doing it while there was a new female customer walking in. Right. Yeah, 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 that would face the immediately U turns and walks right back out. <laughs> no, that's where you used to put all the books on the table, remember? Oh, was it in my shop? Yeah. <laughs> a former employee there told me, hey, this chick gets blasted in the ass. You should probably buy and check out this book. And I just threw it on. I didn't even open it, but I just grabbed it and just tossed it on the pop because at that time when I would walk in your shop, I had my regular pull and then I would pull a couple of stuff off the table. Because that's when I was buying like ridiculously amount of books. One thing I do want to point out is I don't think they ever confirmed that it was anal sex. It's just that they put such a, a contorted face on Jessica Jones. No, it, it, it is. Because they were already having, they were already making them coitices the other way, right? Uh-huh. So, we're well, flipping over and suddenly it's horribly painful? Come on. Okay. Yeah. And then they made a point, I just want to feel something. I just want to feel something. And she had to run to Luke Cage because now that she's a superhero... She needs superhero cock for it to work out for, right? It seemed, it seemed, it seemed at the time. But then she hooks up with Scott Lang later in the series, and he's a normal dude, basically. So well, I, I but he has the ability to grow. And shrink. Uh, and shrink. Okay. Yeah, there might be something to that, yeah. I just imagine with her and Luke, like, two pieces of metal slamming into each other and sparks coming out of it. Yeah, so that happened. Uh, <laughs> that's, the most infamous, that's the most infamous moment of the Yeah, this right, 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 right. Well, there's a couple, but that's, that's the one that stands out. Yeah. yeah. That's the well, one even I heard about, and I didn't right. remember. And that, and that was their kind of we're the max because and well and there's a big thing too and I think they even did it in the first issue if not lower than like the second issue they make a point of letting you know Jessica Jones is Luke Cage's side piece yeah he's got the girlfriend at home with him he's fucking Jessica Jones on the side which does not reflect well on Luke Cage but it also does not reflect well on Jessica Jones because what? she she needs him for emotional support at one point he's like bitch you gotta get out of here you're, you're the side chick you're the side chick you're the side chick yeah you know your role um, so anyway so the first story arc is that she accidentally in the midst of, a, uh, of an investigation uncovers Captain America's secret identity and so everybody's trying to create a circumstance in which that would be released and ultimately 
she is endeared to Captain America by refusing to release this material. Uh, was the second arc was her origin story, right? No, second arc is Come Home. I'm not is that, oh, is that the one with Maddie Franklin, the uh, replacement Spider-Girl? Yeah, it's been so long. So. Okay. And then after that, it was the underneath. And then the secret words of Jessica Jones were issues 22 and 23. Okay, so maybe that's And then it issues 24 through, through 28 are purple. Okay, okay. So um, I'm trying to remember because here's the thing. Okay, you read the series and you read it in floppy, right? Yeah. Okay, and then you bought the big fat fucking omnibus of all 30 some odd issues. It weighs like 12 freaking pounds. I think it's about. That was the first one to come out, too. Yeah, I think that. Was that the first omnibus they ever did? Yeah. Oh, well. I think it's that. It's got, like, it's nigh the way that my big damn Sin City that fucking murder person with. Well, I just remember because I bought that book because I was was at another shop and some dude had ordered it and it had been sitting there and sitting there and nobody would buy it. And. I believe this was the same. Yeah, like cost or something. Well, no, this was the show that uh, this was the shop that Fryer worked at. Uh huh. And they're like, will, "Will you buy it?" I'm like, "Well, not for the price you're asking for." And they're like, "They gave me a like ridiculously low price on it." I was like, "Yeah, I'll take it." Mm. I had no like. I think at one time it was uh, it was still in its plastic seal for years mm. before I finally cracked it open. Yeah, and you loaned it to me, and that's how I read the books. Mm. And my recollection of the stories was the other one where Maddie Franklin, who was the like fourth Spider Woman, Spider Girl. I think he's Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman. And uh, they, she was introduced by John Byrne, I think, during his not well-regarded run. And she was basically like a modern-day version of Mayday Parker, the future uh, daughter of Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson. Is she the one that, so she's not the one that's a Hydra agent? No, no, no. This, that was a whole, this is a whole okay. different one. So they've done a successful uh, alternate Marvel Universe story where uh, Peter and Mary Jane's daughter have become the new spider person in this like second generation Marvel Euros line. And she was like the big star in the book. It actually had some heat on it. made a little bit of money. But because it's in this alternate future, you know, you wouldn't want to bring her into the main Marvel Universe. So I think John Byrne decided he was going to do like kind of a riff on that same tape character type. So he did his version of, of that character as Spider-Woman, but it didn't go over very well at all. I don't remember who drew her in her own series, but I, I think it was Byrne the creator. And then she fell away pretty quickly. And so it was Bendis who decided to reuse her, where she'd gotten pulled into a drug scene by a guy who she'd fallen in love with and was using her. And then what they figured out is that because she had like a... I don't know what the... She was a superhuman. And they found that if you ate her flesh, it would give you temporary superpowers and a high. And so they were literally like digging into her back and taking chunks of her body and using her as a drug in this drug den. And since, since she were keeping her drugged up herself, I don't know if she was eating herself or they were feeding her drugs to make her pliable. But Jessica Jones is trying to get her out of the situation. She doesn't want to leave because she's in love with the guy who's using her. And they make a point of showing you her dugout back and shit. It's a really fucked up story arc. I completely forgot it existed until I flipped through the omnibus recently, you know, in, in preparation for us recording on this. And then they did, like, a, I thought it was the second or third arc. I don't know how far back it was, but that's when they revealed that she used to be a Jessica Jones. Used to be a superheroine called Jewel. Mm-hmm. And she had briefly been an Avenger, or she was a, like a probationary Avenger yeah. or some shit. And she accidentally stumbled upon the Purple Man, the old Daredevil villain, who is actually purple in the comics. And when he, he talks to you and he, he can control your mind when he's when starts talking to you and basically turns her into a sex object but if I remember correctly in the comics he never actually sexually assaults her I think he makes her be present while he's doing stuff to other women and it's like torturing her by making her want to be with him but never actually being with her and then eventually he just lets her go one day because he gets bored with her if I remember correctly is that what happened in the comics I can't remember that you read it it's been a while okay. since I read it so he cuts her 
her loose, and so that's why she's so damaged, because she was under this guy's control for so long. And uh, that's why she's real, like, you know, skittish and, and has all these emotional problems. They also revealed in the comics that she went to the same high school as Peter Parker did. And it was an interesting story because she's crushing hard on Peter, and Peter's so self-loathing and, and so self-absorbed that he has no idea that this little nerdy girl is actually into him, and he could have had a nice little life with this chick, but he was too busy being up his own asshole, basically. And then at some point she hooks up with Ant-Man, the Scott Lang version, um, and she ends up, turns out, uh, knocked up. And when uh, Ant-Man hears that, he's like, oh, that's too bad, see ya, and disappears on her. And finally, at the end of the series, she she has her final reckoning with the Purple Man, and she and Luke Cage hook up and decide they're going to raise their baby together, because it turns out it was, it was Luke Cage's baby all the time. Aww. So at some point he got in that badge, even if he was... Oh, that would have been a shock for a Lang. Yeah, yeah. Look, here's your son! Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to abandon you in your time with me. Why is your baby so damn tan? We are very white people over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hashtag I'm not making any jokes. Hashtag <laughs> white people problems. I'm not making any of these jokes. I've got lots of these jokes. I'm not making any of them. We're moving on. Okay. So uh, the, the series got some heat behind it, and in fact, ABC Television was going to adapt it. But it just so happened that the Alias comic book came out around the same time as the Alias TV series starring Jennifer Gardner about spies and shit. And so uh, I think you had a the, huge heart on for, I remember. No, I, I liked the first season. The first season of Alias was yeah, pretty cool. I wasn't really into Jennifer Gardner, but I liked the show. But it wore on me after a while. I always thought she was a strange Electra, though. Oh, a terrible Electra. Forgot yeah. she was even Electra. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other show. We, at some point, we'll watch Electra drop. Really fucking drunk. Are you sure we shouldn't do that then? Right now? We should definitely do drunk drunk cast on Electra at some point. But we really need to be good. No, no, no. We'll do a double feature. We'll do the Daredevil and Electra since they're combined. Well, see, I was just talking about how I really want to get drunk and watch the Captain America TV movies. So I think you have to be drunk to appreciate that kind of shit. I think that's that's, but that's more of a Nyquil drunk, less of an alcoholic drunk. No, I think that shit will put you out. Like like Electra, you could get Nyquil drunk on. Uh, you could get some what's lizard? What is it? <laughs> Did you just call it Bust Lizard? No, just Lizard. Just sipping on, sip on some slizzard. Holy no. shit, Frank just went hood. No, no, he didn't. He attempted to and failed. <laughs> it's syrup. Okay. So they call it scissor. Oh, scissor. Dude, I thought he said Twizzler. I was like, what the fuck are you going to get fucked up on Twizzler for? And he slapped me. Then I realized what he was trying to say. I'm like, he said the slizzer. <laughs> Why don't you yeah. sit me on the slizzer? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. And this sounds like a bad comedy where he's like an undercover cop, and he tries to, to uh, like break into some some hood like drug. Yo, got, yo, got some scissors. So he, so he puts on like his his. I'm his, from Atlanta. His costume comes. Like, hey guys, I'm from Atlanta. You guys got any of that slizzard? <laughs> Oh, you know, just here sipping on some. Yeah, and it's not, even, it's not even a real grill, it's like a retainer. And then, and then they instantly just shoot and kill him. And <laughs> oh my god. Hello, yeah. fellow kids. Yeah. Well, Hello so there, hit kids. Are you slipping on some slither? <laughs> <laughs> this must uh, be that slither all the news reports are talking about. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I uh, swear you said Buzz Lizard first, too. No, that's like a Oh, I thought you said Twizzler. You're going Dairy Queen, and he's like, oh, we're all Twizzlered. I'm like, what? So, all right, let's go. Sipping on some lizards. Uh, the DQ style, so? <laughs> but if you do the Nightclub before the Captain America movies, you're going to 
be knocked unconscious and not put your coma, I'm pretty sure. That's some boring ass shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, I have some solutions. So. Right. Uh, but anyways, so ABC TV was going to do an adaptation of the comic book. It never came about, but they were going to have to retitle it anyway. And, uh, uh, you know, Alias ran for a number of seasons, so, you know, that's an obvious thing to do. So finally it winds its way to Netflix, and at one point it was AKA Jessica Jones, and they finally just said, fuck it, we're just going to call it Jessica Jones. And that is a TV show that we all watched, I think on the week of its premiere, about the night of its premiere. We got like, what, two or three episodes in at my place that yeah. first night? Yeah. And then it took us, what, about six months or so? Well, no, in your case, when, so that came out like November, right? Of a year? Of like 15. 2015. And uh, Mr. Fix-It, who was one of our main, you know, stalling points for this, uh, he, he watched it uh, one one half year after the fucking release of the damn TV yeah. show. And as an added bonus, a few weeks back, me and Matt... Fix-It hadn't finished the series. Me and Matt tried to record an episode about an hour or so on Jessica Jones, and the fucking mixer fucked up, and they said we'd only got five minutes of that goddamn episode. And this is whole re-recording, but thankfully, in that time period, Mr. Fix-It has caught up and has strong opinions about oh, the Netflix watch- television series. And I was able to, because I watched it immediately, I rewatched it today. And, 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 and during our, our trial run of this episode, you talked about how your blood was boiling over the extensive notes you took during the first watch of the show being incomprehensible to you. Right. And now you can really dig the fuck into this shit. So have at it, fellows. Fellow kids. Jessica Jones, private investigator at large in the city of New York. She's hard drinking, hard something. She works hard and plays hard. And I'm sure we've already gone over She's not play hard. She, she, she stalks. So, okay, how, how... Okay, since Max never read the books... And we've read the books, and we've re- and watched the show. Actually, Frank, you should lead us into it. No, you, no, you no. What should ball. happen is, is Mac should finish his synopsis, and then as we're talking about individual characters, I can jump in uh-huh. with comic book stuff as needed. Because I think you've, you've seen both. You've done both. You've done both, too. Dude, but Jessica, I, I have, jo- Jessica Jones, the private investigator in the New York area. <clears throat> the series starts... You want me to go, like, what the series starts out as? I don't know what you need no, to do. No, no, like, no, you do, because that's the whole arc of... That's the whole show. Okay, sure, yeah. go for it. So, okay, so she starts out... She's hired by some parents to find their daughter, Hope. Hope has gone missing. Throughout the course of the first episode, you find out that Hope has been abducted by... David Tennant. David Tennant. Yeah. Doctor Who. Doctor Who, a.k.a. Everybody's Kilgrave. favorite Doctor Who, except for me, it's Electra Eccleston. A.k.a. Kilgrave, a.k.a. The Purple Man. And it turns out that the Purple Man and Jessica obviously have a past. At the end of the very first a episode, she has rescued Hope, and Hope was getting into the elevator with her parents to flee the city of New York and go back to freaking Iowa, Omaha, or wherever the hell they're from, to get as far away from Kilgrave as possible, because the further away you get from him, the, the less his grip is on you, because Kilgrave's power is he's the power of basically mind control. He can suggest you do things, and you will you are compelled to do them no matter what. As Hope gets in the elevator with her parents, and the elevator starts to go down, and which, by the way, since Jessica now sees the purple man's back, she's like, I'm leaving fucking town, too. So she's in her stuff. She's like, I'll be right behind you. And she looks at the elevator, and as they start to go down, Hope pulls a gun out of her purse and kills both of her parents. This sets up the rest of the show, which is... Jessica's struggle between capturing the Purple Man, but the catch is you can't kill the Purple Man, which obviously you just would say, kill the fucking Purple Man, right? It's a bad dude. Got the, some of the craziest powers of any supervillain on Earth. They can't kill the Purple Man because they need him to get Hope acquitted of the murder of her parents because she straight up killed her parents. So if they're trying to convince people that there's somebody on this planet that can 
suggestively make people do things. So at the, over the course of the show, you have the battle between... And the whole reason Purple Man has resurfaced is he's trying to get back to Jessica, because he's obsessed with Jessica Jones, right? Everything he's doing... Let him finish, because I already want to re- refute his, his discussion. Right, but look, okay, I just want to make two quick points, though. Point number one is that despite the existence of the Avengers who are referenced throughout the series, Multiple. there are, unlike in the Fox X-Men movies, nobody's really had, like, mental powers and, and mind control powers and that kind of shit so far. So people still don't believe in that existing stand and seen it manifest in the Marvel Universe where they have the Avengers. And two, a lot of the series is about Jessica Jones trying to retroactively solve her own problem, her own guilt through the proxy of Hope, which is probably why she got the name Hope. She's doing all this stuff to protect Hope and try to get Hope out of jail in part because she's basically trying to redeem herself through Hope and redeem her own experiences through Hope. Right, and then and, and throughout the course of this, you're introduced to Patsy Walker, who was her well, adoptive sister. Patsy Walker is the name of the comic and TV show. The character is Trish Walker. Right, Trish Walker, who is a talk show host uh, in the city. radio talk show. Famous radio like, show. Like, isn't she like a therapist on the radio or something? Like, or is she just one of those where you call in? No, yeah, I think that's kind of more what it is. You're introduced. Okay, so then Jessica Jones meets, meets Luke Cage, and you find out. Which that, is, this is how he's introduced to the Marvel Cinematic slash Television Universe. Right, because it's his first appearance, right? Yeah. And you find out her connection to him is that she, via orders of Kilgrave, killed his wife. So that's how she's secretly feeling shitty about that with Luke Cage. But also secretly is falling in love with him. And do we want to mention the zip drive yet, or we gonna... Uh, we can do that later on. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, because that's when everything kind of splits apart and it comes back together, right? Ah, fuck it, we'll talk about that now. So the, the whole reason that she killed Luke Cage's wife was because Kilgrave needed a USB drive, and she knew where this USB drive was. Flash yeah. Drive, yeah. Flash drive. It showed the experiments on him as a child. On... It gave him the powers of super suggestion. Right. Show show the experiments on uh, Kilgrave, but presumably on that USB drive, it shows some things about Luke Cage too. Well, see, potentially, yeah, because what what because she gives it to him. uh, Luke Cage's wife was a therapist, and she apparently had worked with Luke Cage. I don't know how much this is in the Luke Cage show, but it's in it. But yeah, so uh, his his future wife had been a therapist that had been working with him while he was in prison. Yeah. And he was subjected to unethical experiments. And somehow she also had this evidence of the unethical experience the experiments that were performed on Kilgrave given his powers. Which was probably research done by the doctor that fucked with Luke Cage. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, she was part of the team that she was the one that was chosen yeah. to pick Luke Cage. Yeah, because Kilgrave has been experimental as a child. He's now an adult man, probably near the middle age at this point in his life. Yeah. Right? yeah. So this he would have been one of the first Marvel-type beings by having that kind of power at that point in time. Correct. Also, another character introduced in this series who is from the comics is... What is the, the fucking Nightmare. cop's name? Wow, I thought you might say the Nightmares. Sam, uh, Simpson? Samson? Samson. Oh, Samson. Okay. So he, he is originally ordered to go kill Trish. I'm going to use Simpson. Simpson? Because now I'm thinking like Leonard Samson from the fucking Hulk comics, and that's not the case. Although they should totally fucking do that. Nah. We're not going to put him in any of the movies. That guy should have been... That guy, has he appeared on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Doc Samson? Has he ever appeared on Agents no. of S.H.I.E.L.? Uh, okay. Simpson. <clears throat> okay. Simpson was a cop who was ordered to kill Trish via Kilgrave. Yet all these people in this show are at some point touched by Kilgrave. All of them. Yeah. Uh, her, her, the tenants in her building... 
I, I think we probably should mention too because we I don't think did we even explain Trish uh, Walker? She was a TV star. She was, That's where I was going. Like one of those, yeah, yeah. She was one of those celebrities who had her own sitcom because she had a stage mother who was a horrible person. And uh, in the accident, there was an automobile accident that gave Jessica Jones her powers, and so she became a little bit of a celebrity. And so to help give Trish Patricia Patsy Walker uh, uh, some good PR. They take on Jessica Jones as like an adopted foster daughter or whatever. And Jessica Jones is the person who helped protect Patsy Walker from her own mom, who's physically and emotionally abusive. And that like forms they, the, the bond between. I don't think they adopted her because she had powers. I think they just adopted her. No, no, they didn't know she had powers. Oh, okay, I thought that's what you they were saying. Right? That's all part where she breaks the sink. Yeah, she, she, she gets the powers from the accident, but that kills her whole family. And because she'd been orphaned in that manner, Mrs. Walker brings her in for good PR, basically. And ends up blowing up in her face because Jessica Jones is the person who helps to strengthen Patsy to become Trish Walker, a person who's completely divorced from her mother and hates her mother and has success outside of the TV show. Correct. And the TV show and the TV show, not the actual yeah, TV show. So anyhow, and so since since Trish is also a major support uh, network person for Jessica Jones, pretty much the only one she's got because she keeps everybody else at arm's length because she never knows who's being controlled by Kilgrave that happens that happen. Uh, that's why Kilgrave sends this random cop to go kill Trish. And I don't know how she survives. Does Jessica save her or does Trish save herself? Jessica saves him. Jessica saves her. And Trish and Simpson end up having a sexual relationship because they're both touched by these issues that have been created by Kilgrave. But Simpson has a dark past related to like black ops, military operations, which comes into play in the pursuit of Kilgrave. There's a lot going on in this show. We need okay, to so it. can I say why I hated this fucking show? No, no, no too soon. <clears throat> no. So, um... The, all these characters start to kind of come back together. Uh, they, they make a couple of attempts to capture Kilgrave when they're finally successful. Successful. Well, well, we got to mention too. There's a bunch of supporting characters. There's like a, a, a junkie that lives in Jessica Jones's building that she's real proud of. And it turns out he wasn't a junkie the entire time. He was being controlled by Kilgrave. Hughes is a spy for her. Well, he had been controlled since Jump. Right. He was one of the. He was never actually a junkie. He was controlled to be a junkie to place him as a spy against Jessica. No. Even before that, he was one of the first dudes who jumped Jessica, and she trashes them, and then Kilgraves just happens to be Wait, there. He wasn't there, was Yes, it? yeah. They was show that later on. Yes, yeah. And which makes you presume oh, well, Kilgrave made them jump her so she could right. show her powers. Yeah. So that that's. So and then since then the he kept him. Planned, right. so the whole thing was planned. Okay. Even from he didn't because they they act like Kilgrave. Oh, what is this? I've come upon you. I use superpowers, and they they showed that he had been watching her basically even before that. Right. So Malcolm had been under the dude's freaking control forever. Yeah. Like for a long, long time. But anyway, yeah, he's the junkie buddy, and you turn and he's always kind of there when Jessica's there, and you know, catch on to the person. You realize the reason he always happens to be there is because he's taking pictures and surveying her and relaying the info back to uh, Kilgore. And then the same apartment complex, you got the brother and sister that have a weird, obviously incestuous relationship, mm-hmm. and that's has dire consequences for them as well by being if anybody who's in Jessica's circle is in by her career presence because yep. of Kilbrick. And then we have the cop. Since old cop. No, no, no. The other old black guy. He's, I can't remember his name in the show. He's the one where she brings the twins decapitated head and drops on his desk. Yeah. Says, Send me to Superman. I'm trying to remember. Did they do anything with him at that point? Yeah, that? dude. So he was the one who was finally oh, in yeah, the room. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. He was the one in the room. Who was that, cuffed. So, anyway. Yeah. Let, let me, let's get back to Okay. So, the, the culmination of the show is when they finally get Kilgrave and they put him in this um, hermetically sealed tank. Because they determine it's pheromones that he's using. Uh, they're doing that before the pheromones, but... Okay. It, well, actually, not even pheromones. It was like a... 
It's a virus. A virus that he gives off. But but that's not why they put him in the hermetically sealed tank. They put him in the tank because uh, you can torture him. You have to be in contact with him and stuff, whatever. But then his when his father comes in, that's when he says, no, it's a virus. We're trying to find an antibody for it. And they're like, a virus? So they put him in the tank, and it's doing nothing but trying to get people. Ah, shit, we forgot the lawyer. Oh, it's very important. You got Trinity uh, from The Matrix. Trinity from The Matrix is playing Jerry... Trinity. Yeah, okay. Trinity from The Matrix. And she is a, 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 a high-powered, high-money lawyer who employs Jessica Jones when she needs some underhanded private eye type shit to happen. But she's also in a lesbian marriage with a woman who is basically faultless, but because she wants younger trim, she's trying to find a way of fucking over her wife and using Jessica to make that happen, which causes complications throughout the series. Right. She's trying to get her to, she's trying to get her to sign divorce papers, basically. She's like, I'm not signing the divorce papers. Not happening. I'm not signing the divorce papers. Plus, uh, Jerry had done some unscrupulous shit earlier in her career, yeah. and the chick has that on her and doesn't want to get divorced, so she's using that as leverage against Jerry. Exactly. Which is why Jerry is so hot to get dirt on her that doesn't exist because she's a good person. So anyway, all and so Trinity is representing Hope in this trial so she is trying to also prove to everyone that Kilgrave is a real person it's not made up he can literally mind control people so anyway Hermetically Sealed Tank you and the USB, they're able to determine, they're able to figure out that this is Kilgrave's parents, they get a hold of them, get them in town. Everybody's kind of together. That's where the last probably two, three episodes stand. I think so, it's more than that, because the things blow maybe. up, I think at like episode nine or so. It may be episode nine. And it's like 13 episodes total, because you're at the point where you're like, okay, this is going to wrap up finally. I, I, I didn't realize it was going to wrap up this soon. And then everything gets yeah, yeah, up, it's, and it's it goes on nine. like four more episodes. Episode nine. No shit, might have been. Might have been. I'll just throw out a number. Oh shit. Anyway, um, I just know that that was happening at the point where I was ready for the series to end. Okay. And then it went on for like four or five more episodes. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So, um, the whole point is they've set up a camera. They're trying to just basically get him to show his powers on camera. That's basically what it is. But then you have all these people who are like, well, shit, maybe I can, you know, you have the crazy cop guy. I got a drink right here, motherfucker. Uh, you, you got crazy cop guy, and his whole thing is, well, fuck that shit. I, I, I want to kill Kilgrave. I don't want to, uh, who gives a shit about hope? Jessica wants hope. Which is ironic because Trinity. it's simple-minded, but at the same time, he's exactly right. He should have just fucking yeah. killed Kilgrave. Tr- Trinity. He just doesn't have the skills to make that happen. Trinity's like, oh, shit, this guy could really help me get my wife's divorce papers signed. Holy shit, this guy, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. Her. So yeah. all these people have these different Agenda. agendas, which culminates in that she brings her his parents in, and his parents are going to be like, Look, we're gonna. They just try and put him in this box together to, to get he's him to using to do what they right. need him to do. He won't use his powers. They're gonna be able to use the marriage. The parents make that happen, and they were very wrong about that. Right. Well, no, they were very right. He does use his powers. The problem is that they have a little. Uh, there's a switch where they can shock everybody. It's, it's full of water, so they would shock it and knock everybody out. So it went, you know, that's the whole thing. They're gonna show that he's gonna use his powers. They're gonna knock everybody out. Unfortunately, our good friend Trinity, the lawyer, had cut. The trigger. Mm-hmm. So they put his they, parents they in there. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, they put his parents in there. The dude basically straight up murdered. He, he tells his mother to pick up some scissors and stab herself to death. She brought the scissors in to kill him. Didn't work out. Probably going into too much detail. That's all right. And then Trish, Trish Walker, shoots the window to try and save the parents. And then shooting the window opens up the medical sealed tank. Kilgrave gets the fuck out. But even though he got away, they had on camera him using all this stuff. Uh, but that's when Simpson Simpson shows up, kills the cop, 
blows up the tape. Oh yeah, yeah, because they they kidnapped they they kidnap the cop so that he'd be a witness to all this shit happening. Yeah. But then Simpson kills the cop. Yeah. And why did he do that? I forgot. Because he just wants to. Well, he's roided out, going crazy. Okay. He's, he's nuke from the comics, people. If you don't know, if you've ever read you, you Born Again, a little bit of backstory. Yeah, Born Again, the Daredevil story arc. Frank that Millstone. guy paints his face with the American flag. Yeah. And he takes pills to hype himself up to. Or try to be like Cap. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's like he's like a bootleg super soldier serum where he takes a he has red, white, and blue pills. The reds hype him up, the blues keep him even, and the whites bring him back down. Whatever. So yeah, he's popping reds and he's kind of crazy. So he's on this high to go fucking kill Kilgrave. So he just is basically murdered. This is also after his squad had been murdered by Kilgrave. Yeah, he was pissed about that. Yeah, which was fucking insane. That was cool. When the neighbor brought the package over with the bomb. People go watch the show. I don't know. You've already watched this by now, so you already know what we're talking about. In the okay, so that's where it probably got a little bit too long. Was after that episode. now Kilgrave's out again. This is probably episode what, 11. There's a self-help group of Kilgrave. Support, support, support group. Support group. Been control by Kilgrave got loose. So Kilgrave gets a hold of all these people. I don't remember how. Doesn't really matter. And he basically puts them all in nooses and he's going to make them all jump off and kill themselves. Well, wait. Did you already talk about how the, the neighbors, the, the brother... We alluded to it. It doesn't matter. They, they're yeah. really... It's, that's so minor throughout the freaking show. Well, no, but then they go on a tangent with her and the junkie. Yeah, yeah but that doesn't matter because it's not just... It doesn't it, it, I, I, I I don't know when I can start raging against the show. To, uh, yeah, I know. You're going to rage on it. Just chill, chill the fuck out. One second. The, the more popping, you, I'm popping, the more you interject, the more you interject, the longer it takes me to finish this. It's 13 episodes. It's 13 fucking episodes. 13 hours of shit. That's, uh, anyway, and he's got hope out of the prison. Kilgrave has got hope out. Because he can walk into any prison and say, hey, I want hope. And they're like, yes, sir, we'll get you hope. Because he's fucking Kilgrave. He's also working on a plan to enhance his powers. That shit don't matter. Right, but the reason he's going to increase... Well, okay, but this is fucked up. So he actually impregnated Hope. They find this out while she's in prison. Uh, They abort the fetus, but Trinity keeps the fetus. So then they find out that the fetus has been kept, so he gets the fetus to harbor the stem cells to re-inject into his body, basically to hype up his purple power. Added that in. Anyway, so that's a whole other sidebar thing. He doesn't have. Well, really forgot any of that happened. The, the fetus stuff. Yeah, completely. That shit was fucking. Ins- that shit was fucking insane. Hope realizes, you know what? How I can fuck. The whole reason this dude's still alive is because Jessica, Jessica's just trying to rescue me. So I'm a suicide myself. And she took a broken bottle and stabbed her neck with it several times and kills herself. And when she kills herself, that means that Jessica is now free to fucking kill Kilgrave. And the next episode, she kills Kilgrave. Well, and one thing that's important. Uh, is that the reason why Kilgrave is trying to amp up his power is because he had gotten a hold of Jessica after she got bust loose from her bad, her bad, her Medical. room. Yeah, room. Medically still, still room. And Jessica was actually able to refuse him. She still, like, couldn't, like, totally do whatever she wanted to, but he didn't take control of her again. And he's so desperate to have her in his life again that he's trying to find a way of controlling her completely as he had to. And they alluded to that, that one of the first times that she kind of broke loose. There'd been one time prior that she'd kind of broken loose and he'd kind of realized it. And then when she killed uh, Luke Cage's wife, she was like, was staggering out in the street to get to her. And he was like, Jessica, come back. Jessica, come back. And she was like, fighting, fighting him. To, and that's. And he he finally pushed her too far to where she was trying to break his control. Yeah, she started and he got so focused on her, he missed the bus to hit that. Right. And but the bus almost killed him, which gave him kidney failure. That he had to steal the ambulance driver's kidneys. And then that guy was on dialysis, which is crazy. And he had a stroke. That was a whole other horrific aspect. Yeah. A lot of cool horrific moments in the show. I have to give him credit for that. Uh, so at the very last episode, uh, kill kill Greg. Yeah. She breaks his neck. So uh, how how do we want to 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 do it from here? Do we want? I think we should just let Mac, uh, uh, Miss Fix it off the leash. He's ready to go, and we can kind of go into specifics after. All right. 
Go ahead, Mr. Fixit. This fucking series is horrible. The simple fact that bad shit kept happening to people because Jessica couldn't pull the trigger. And that, to me, is the worst kind of characters in any book. They're willing to sacrifice the many for the one, which drives me nuts. Because if you look at it, she's just a horrible person in herself. All her bad decisions lead other people to make even worse decisions. She's like the focal point of this shitstorm in that world. And at the end of it, she walks away as a hero. Oh, I need your help. I'm like, no, you're, you're a piece of shit. All you had to do, yes, Hope would have stayed in prison. But all these people's lives would have been okay. Hundreds of people would have survived. But now they're all dead because you couldn't pull the trigger because you're so fucking... I honestly, I actually thought at one point she had the battered girlfriend syndrome. Like, she got off on the attention. Because at any time, she could have just killed him. She was able to go through his power, snap his neck. I'm sorry, I hope you're in prison, but everyone else is okay. But she always kind of... She didn't realize that till later, really but, late in the series. No, but even, they, no, they even knew whenever they kidnapped him. And she's sitting there and she punches him. Dude, she could have murdered him right there and it was done. Series over. All those guys that saved him, gone. Everything's done. But I think she was kind of like, I like the attention. I, I, I'd say deep-rooted. It just seemed like she liked that attention. Because he kept coming back to her. He kept affecting her world. And she, I was like, I kept waiting for her. Like, yes, Hope's in prison. Kill him. And, and they wait till, well, Hope kills herself in prison. But how many people's lives were ruined up to that point? Like, even people who were decent, like the Trinity, made bad decisions because... Trinity was not decent. She no, but they, dude, but they left... It's like leaving a loaded gun in the room. She's like, well, I'm just going to use this gun because it's here. I just... I didn't like the Jessica character. The actress was okay, but I never once felt sympathetic for her. I thought the Kilgrave character was cool where he's dark and more stocky than anything. Kind of kills him. I mean, like, he's just a bad person. And then she can't kill him because why? He's already killed. And, and she knows all the bad shit he can do. Because she's gone through this. She's scarred. But she doesn't have the balls to pull the trigger. Someone goes to prison. That's an excuse. She finds excuses not to do, get to him. And then finally at the end, when he's kind of fucking with Patsy. And, and she's and he's like, well, this is what you love. Oh, this is. And he's fucking with her like that. And she's still kind of. He's like, wait, I, I do have you under my control, don't I? And she's sitting there and she can't move. And, and he says, say, I love you. And she looks at Patsy, I love you. And he's like, wow. I was like, really? Like, that's it? That's your, that's your trigger moment? Like, Patsy's in danger? All these other people died because you can't, because you couldn't go to any other heroes and say, like, what she told Luke, oh, don't go, don't go against him because you're going to get trouble. And she, he was bouncing Luke all over the place. Like, it just, oh, man, I didn't like her. I wanted the series to end as fast as possible. I never once sat there and was like, oh, she's, she seems like such a, 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 a strong character. She's, she's working through it. I was like, nah, bitch, you never pulled <laughs> I don't think the show ever pretended that Jessica Jones was some super strong character. Yes, dude, she's Luke fighting. Cage, Luke Cage even calls her a piece of shit in this show. She calls herself a piece of shit, and he tries to be like, you're not a piece of shit. And then later on, he says, you're a piece of shit, when she reveals that she'd been lying to him and that she actually kills one. Yeah, it, it, worth noting is that she tumbles into a relationship with Luke Cage without revealing the nature of his her previous yeah. relationship to him and his wife, his late wife. And then once he finds out that she knew all this shit and still slept with him, he fucking hated the shit out of her at that point, bigger point in time. But then, but then they try to play it up because the night nurse is like, well, someone who would do all this for you must really love you and you must really love them. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't fucking justify her guilt as some kind of loving, tender motivation to do what she did for Luke. I, I don't know, man. I just, like I said, when I was watching it, I, I wanted to watch it so I could kind of keep up with y'all. <laughs> 
12 episodes in and I, told, I remember I told Frank, I'm like, dude, I can't do the last episode because I fucking hate this series. I've never hated a series more. I sat through it. I can't ever watch it again. I don't ever want to watch it again. I don't think I can watch a season two. I don't like this character at all. At least in the book, she was, she was your anti-hero. But she wasn't like this chicken shit, I can't pull the trigger, I'm going to let people die un- until you fuck with Patsy kind of character. Because it seemed like as long as he didn't fuck with Patsy, he had full range to do whatever he wanted. And she would, oh, we're trying to stop him. Dude, there were so many times she had him in the crosshairs and just did not do anything. That's why I got a very sense that she let, she let him go. Well, okay, so I'm not going to disagree with all that. She did let a lot of fucking people die to save Hope. And Hope, in my opinion, was the worst character in this fucking show. I could not stand Hope. I didn't like the actress. I didn't like how whiny she was. It, I, I just I didn't like anything when she was on screen. But, I mean, look, if she just walked up and killed Kilgrave, the fucking show would be over. So you can't do that. So... I understand that she saw Hope as herself. She got raped and tortured and mind-controlled and forced to kill her own parents, and now she's going to live her life, and now and, and her brother is going to have to live, you know, he's all by himself now because his sister's locked up and his parents have been killed. So, I get that. Yes, she looks away when a lot of fucking people die. A lot of people die in the show, but she's not like Captain America letting innocent people die. She is! No, she's not! Dude, the... the no, because that would be a problem. The, ex-wife, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. the ex-wife gets controlled by purple power and is killed when he's told when he tells her to give her a hundred a hundred scratches or a hundred cuts. Cut. No, yeah, that's not what happens. Um well, no no she gets knocked down, she smacks the corner of her head on the right, table. Because dying. the secretary killed her. But Kilgrave told her to kill the lawyer. Kilgrave didn't kill the wife. The wife died because homegirl hit her in the head with a vase and she fell and hit her head on the table. Causality, causation, whatever. <laughs> Dude, but the focal point is still Jessica. No, it's, I, it's I, a voluntary manslaughter on Jerry's part. That's fine. What I'm saying is that all this she is a flawed character. That's why all this fucked up shit happens. I'm not supposed to be like, Captain America, why are you letting all these people die around you and you can just kill this person? Jessica Jones is letting other people die around her because she's a selfish piece of shit. And I don't think this show ever pretended that she wasn't anything more than that. She she uh no, they try to she, lets her her phone, she lets her phone die on purpose. She's never returning calls. She every time Trish, her best friend calls, she hangs the phone up. Every time. Even when she's in danger, she's not answering the fucking phone. She's a shitty, shitty friend and a shitty person. They don't ever pretend that she's not. So that's why I can't kill the whole series for her acting shitty. But at the very and, end. And a little bit selfish. And, and she's obviously, look, dude, I, and I thought they did a good job of it. She's straight up fucked up and 100% paranoid over what Kilgrave did to her. And I totally believe why. I, I thought the show. No, that part was good. I thought that, that they part did a really, like, I, I think it was a few episodes in where she's literally, when, when she's in uh, the house that he had taken control of the family and she stumbles into that room and there's just pictures of her all over the room. And for the next several episodes, she's just like. She doesn't know who is taking the pictures. Yeah. And she's freaking out and she's trying to like look at vantage points because he's totally in her head all the fucking time. Even though at that point in the show, they hadn't even met face-to-face until that episode. I think that was four or five episodes in. They never actually met face-to-face on screen. So I thought they did a really good job of it. So obviously, when it comes to things Kilgrave related, she's not going to think rationally. And on top of it, she's a shitty person. But they so still that's try why to I, redeem her at the end. Yeah. So well, yeah. Because they call. Oh, how can we help you? You're, you can be. And I'm thinking, this is the last person who would want to help you. Well, I mean, I don't know about redeemed at the end. I, I, I don't Dude, know. Dude, people are crying. My boyfriend's abusive to me. Uh, yeah, she's going to be a PI. Yeah. They're what? showing that she's getting tons of calls now because now her name's out in the press. She's Jessica Jones. And she believes you. 
Ghostbusters. She's like yeah. the person who actually believed you when this weird shit happened. Everybody else like you're a nut job, but she's the one who took on the case uh, involving hope and the mind controlling. Well, I, I, I agree with you, man. I did. I did like the build up. Like Kilgrave as a villain, I did kind of like that stocky, crazy power. Like what he was doing. That was one thing I, I didn't. I didn't quite grasp every time when he uses his powers on you. Is it distance or time that is affected? Like they made it sound like it was both. Okay, because I guess because in for the first episode she tells Hope you need distance and time. Get in an airplane and fly far away. Okay, okay, because that's where I kind of looked at it because I couldn't because he was trying to expand his distance when he was in that yeah. club, which I got that, but I didn't realize. Probably worth pointing out is at one point Gilray lures Jessica into a trap. He's mind control Luke Cage, and he's trying to amp up his power to reach more of the city, but he's also trying to get Jessica back into his graces yeah. by using Luke Cage against her. And then I, really, I, I really hate that part where she tries to use him as a good guy. I, I like that part. That, during the, that was the, awesome. The hostage She's like, <laughs> I you love can, that, dude. You can be for good. And I'm like, you got him. Kill him now. Kill him now. I think Smash that, his head in now. I, I think a lot of that was she knew that wasn't gonna work, dude. Come on. I, I, she I, used that. I think she was just trying. To, she was trying to endear herself back to him. I don't know. I, I thought that. I thought Why that was great. That? I thought that whole scene was great where she took him out, and the first thing he tries to do is tell her. He goes, "Put the gun in your mouth," and he gets ready to have the dude blow his brains out, and she's like, "No, no, 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 no." Look, and then afterwards. You know, he's I mean, like, yeah, maybe I know. like felt dirty doing something nice, and then they make some some uh, Obi Wan Kenobi joke in that too. And that was just a, it was a great scene, dude. I, I get that. I, just, I don't know, man. I just I didn't like the series. I thought that there were okay. So I think I said that in our in our deleted podcast. There were more oh shit moments in this series than dare and then every other Netflix show I've watched combined of these these Marvel series where I was like I cannot believe they fucking did that. It was like Breaking Bad moments where I would get they, up. They, I, I was gonna say Game of Thrones. There was a lot of what the fuck moments in Jessica Jones. Uh, given where you're like, like holy shit, like, they went there, they did that. I didn't see that coming. They did a lot of that. And I thought they were extremely creative with how Kilgrave uses his powers. They even had like a little girl come up to her in the street and was saying something like, you know, what did she say? I don't know if I wrote. Yeah, when she she relays the message. Yeah, where she was like, I just want you to know because Patsy Walker had called Kilgrave out on the radio and she got back on the radio and like apologized. And this tiny little like 11 year old girl walks up to her and is like, I just want you to know Patsy's safe. That Kilgrave accepts her apology. And she's like, what? And then she, and then when she says something like, she curses. Yeah, she calls her a bitch. Like, you're a like, you're a bitch. I'm like, starts yelling at her. And uh, Jessica like, grabs her. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And the like, good little girl's mom comes out. It's like, what the hell are you doing? And Jessica's like, oh, sorry. I thought she was lost. Like, he's just, he's fucking with her. He's doing all these little things. And I, I just, I, I freaking got off, got off on that, dude. That they were, it wasn't just mind control. He wasn't just doing mind control. He was fucking with people. Or like when, when so Kilgrave recreates her childhood house because she always says that that was one of the, she always just wanted to go home. So he literally walks to the guy who owns her house and buys the house off of him. Legitimately though. Well, legitimately because he goes to a poker tournament yeah. with a bunch of rich guys and just tells them all to go all in and then fold. And they go all in and fold and he just takes their money and leaves. So yeah, he pays a guy, tells them leave and then recreates her house from scratch using photos that he had from when she was a little girl including her neighbor that lives next door and they're all you know eating breakfast one morning and she just starts saying it just like starts talking shit and he was like why would you say that and she's like because it makes me feel good because she has to be honest yeah because she was what did she but just got that moment she's gonna kill him. yeah because she was like she, she finally balled up she goes i'm gonna kill him now but i just but i love that, that that he got 
her shitty gossipy neighbor to be like, because it makes me feel good. Because I, I, I enjoy tearing other people down. You know, just stuff like that. that but then you feel bad for the old lady when she turns into a bomb. Right. And well, that was another oh shit moment where after uh, yeah. Gimme a Red, after Nuke's team swept through the house and then comes outside and then the little old neighbor walks up with a little bag and is like, no, she you, goes, there's are a you yeah. Samson? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Are, you Sa- are you Officer Samson or Simpson? And he's like, yes, I am. She was like, Kilgrave wanted me to give this to you. And he looks in the bag and it's a fucking bomb and it blows up. And I was like, what the fuck? And like cleared out his whole team, including the lady. Like, come She's on. Like, minutes, what yeah. the fuck? And that was because uh, he had stashed a bomb in the house earlier. But anyway, a little stuff like that that kept happening in that series, or or even in the end, the very last episode where uh, what do you call it? He was in that penthouse, and he had just made everybody in the house kill themselves, including they chopped he chopped his father's arms off. Yeah. And when she walks in, she's just hearing this, and it's the only guy left alive in the house, and he's trying to run his dad's arms through the garbage disposal to get rid of him, and it's just this arms just spinning in the garbage disposal. Like, what the fuck is going on in this show? There just so many or when Hope started stabbing herself in the neck and fucking killed I, I told you not see Hope committing suicide that was the whole point of the show was to get Hope dude she paid another prisoner to beat her to lose her pregnancy oh, yeah because they revealed that she had been yeah. knocked up by the purple man and then wanted to get an abortion so she took money from Jessica Jones paid off a thug in the jail to beat her ass hoping that it would uh, cause a miscarriage yeah. like dude there was so Trust much me, dude, I like what the so fuck so much moment. shit in this show I was like what but see, the thing is, talking I love I love Frank can attest to this I love what the fuck moments that's what he hates about some of the books love I love the dark turns I love them but when the character is so shitty I, those what the fuck moments they have no value to me and she was so such a shitty character, such a letdown for a hero, for anything. These bad things happen. I was just like, well, what do you expect? It's Jessica. I wasn't shocked. It's it's her. She's she fucked somebody over. She fucked someone over again. She fucked someone over again. So I just I, to me the what the fuck moments didn't have the same impact the different. Dude, trust me, I read a lot how, of what the, the fuck scene, moments. How about the scene where she is she trying to get into prison to protect Hope, I guess? I can't remember why she was trying to get into prison. Off the top of my head. Anyway, oh I know, she's trying to take herself out of the equation. Hoping the kill grave would no, yeah, she, no, no, no. If she's locked no, 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 up, no, no. she wanted to be sent to the max, the super max prison, so he would have to go get her, so and he could prove through videotape of him walking through the prison. That might have been it. So Kilgrave kills the weird twin kid. So she was like, basically, he was trying to frame her for murder. So she's like, cool, send me to fucking Supermax. Anyway, in the meantime, Malcolm and Trish are like, oh no, we don't want Trish to go to prison and they dump the body. body yeah. But anyway, so Jessica finds out where they dumped the body and she just pulls the kid's fucking dead head off, walks into the jail and puts the decapitated head on the sergeant, on the captain's desk and is like, send me to Supermax prison. I ripped this guy's head off. Like just tosses the fucking head on the table. And I was like, holy shit. Because he's she's already in there like, hey, I killed somebody. And you go to Supermax. And you go to Supermax. And he's like, oh, I don't believe you. And then she dumps a human head on the table. Like, holy shit. And then anyway, to Lee, she walks out because they're like, Jessica Jones are free to go. Which, by the way, the cop that said, they do this stuff this whole fucking show, something else I love. All the characters in this show pop up in Daredevil Season 2. Or I think there's even somebody from Luke Cage that pops up in the show. Well, Luke Cage. Well, obviously. No, but like the cop that's that comes in and says, Jessica, you're free to go. That's the cop from Daredevil Season 1 and Daredevil Season 2. They're contact on the force. The, the guy who actually knows Daredevil's identity or whatever. So, the reason she's free to go is because the purple man's walked into the station and just said, you're letting Jessica Jones go. And when she walks out of the interrogation room, every cop is holding, they're all holding guns at each other's heads. And, and then he makes somebody delete all the footage. And, and of like, course, 
But that's one of those ex machina moments because whenever the lawyer gets her off, she's like, when they're like, well, we don't believe in mind control. Really? Well, I can't wait to get those police officers on the stand because they all were mind control. It was just kind of like. No, no, no. That was the cops later on that were shooting at her in the church. No, 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 no. They even bring that up. She says, remember the station full of officers pointing to guns? She brings up that she can prove mind control because even the officers actually No, testify. because he said, when I leave, this was all a hilarious joke. So as soon as he walks out, they all start going, ah! laughing like crazy like it was the funniest thing ever. That's what it was. They all remember they were pointing guns at each other's heads. He can't make them forget things. Yeah. I mean, he can make them not talk about things, but they were all doing it as a joke because Kilgrave told them it was all a hilarious joke, which is why they're dying laughing whenever they leave. So that's when she brings it up later on. She's like, what about all the cops pointing guns at their heads? And he's like, oh, that was just us being cops. Whatever we were just goofing. Because that's what Kilgrave told them that they were just goofing around. The reason she was saying you can convince them my control is that yeah, all, he had that squad of cops trying yeah. to shoot and kill her in the, you know, whatever. Very I thought for a show, so compare this to like Daredevil, because Daredevil's the, I guess, the most successful of these Daredevil season one and season two. I thought that Kristen Ritter. Is it though? Huh? Is it though? Oh. I, I thought maybe uh, Luke Cage was the most popular. I, I, like I said, I don't know. I know that I've heard a numbers. lot of people talking about release. Jessica Jones. A lot of, there was a lot of buzz about Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. But there was also a lot of buzz about the premiere numbers on Luke Cage. We don't get numbers from Netflix. We don't know what the actual viewership is. But, and, but there's a lot of buzz about Daredevil's, like, the fight, the hallway scene, and the, the key moments in the series. So I don't know which, if any of these shows, is doing well versus the other one. <laughs> okay. Critically, critically, the Daredevil series. Have I think critically Jessica Jones did better, didn't it? Why don't you check the domain authors on Don't right give there? a shit. Okay. I thought Christian Ritter was great. I thought her chemistry with Trish Walker was fantastic. I love Trish Walker in the show. I thought Trish with uh, Simpson, even though Simpson wasn't like the greatest actor in the world, I thought he fit into the cast. I thought Trinity as a lawyer was fucking great. I hated that chick. I fucking hated that chick. And you totally sided with her ex. And even though that's a side story that they couldn't even, they didn't even need that in the whole series. I enjoyed that storyline. Like, how, how is this going to get resolved? That and the chick she was dating at the law firm was super hot too. But I'm like, I, the only story I probably could have done without are the two twins because that was kind of creepy. But Malcolm's arc, I liked Malcolm's arc because I liked Malcolm. I thought Malcolm was a good supporting character. Uh, so I'm looking at all, I thought Kilgrave may be one of the better villains in the Marvel Universe cinematically, period. What, like behind Loki and maybe uh, the Kingpin? I've always liked Red Skull. Yeah, I thought he was, Red Skull was just, he was whatever in Captain America. Another person from Matrix, by Yeah, right. Another Matrix cast member. Where's Joe Pantaleano's role? But I, I just don't, I don't think he was really stand, like nobody's calling, we gotta get the Red Skull back in another Captain ah, America it, movie. It's been hinted he's gonna be in Infinity War. That's, that, well, I mean, probably. Because of they may be hinting he's going to be in it. That doesn't mean that people are like, oh, we, I've never nobody talk about the Red Skull since that movie was over. Nobody's like, oh, we got to get the Red Skull back in the movie because when he looked all weird, what, what did he do in those movies that was awesome? Nothing. He ran Hydra. Yeah, but he's not fucking Loki. Oh, I'm yeah, you know, I know he. I know he did things in the movie that was big. I don't hear a big. There's no groundswell <laughs> of support to get Red Skull back in. We got to get the dude, an Australian guy from Matrix, back in these fucking movies. <laughs> So, it I had one of the best villains. I, I mean, obviously, you didn't like Jessica Jones. But even if you didn't like Jessica Jones, I thought the supporting cast was so good that I, I enjoyed the shit out of this. I Like I said, we went through these episodes quicker than any of the Daredevil seasons. Even Daredevil Season 2. Daredevil Season 2 had some pretty good momentum to it. And I, I, we probably went through them quicker than Cage. We're, we're going through Cage pretty quick now. But 
I, I, we just enjoyed the hell out of the show. I, I, we I, meaning I, Mrs. Matt. Right. I, I thought that this had more momentum. It had it had some dead spots because you had the one villain the whole show. There's the overall issue with all these Netflix shows. I don't think any of these shows should be 13 episodes. None of them. They need to stop. This 13 episode model they have is a fucking train wreck. They've got to stop this shit. It's just too exhausting to watch because they're not 45 minute long shows. These are these are 56, 57 minute yeah. long shows. You don't need 13 hours for one story arc. Because actually they do. All of these shows are one story arc per season. There's a beginning, middle, and end for one story. Not, we'll use the first half of the season to tell one story, second half. No, it's 13 episodes dealing with one thing. They gotta stop that. I enjoyed the hell out of this show, but even then, 13 hours is too fucking long. There was tons of stuff you could have cut out. But as a whole, I just very much enjoyed it. I thought they had some more shock value. I thought the fight scenes were better than some of the other shows I've watched. Like right now, so I'm looking at Luke Cage. I thought he had way better fight scenes in Jessica Jones than he had in the Luke Cage stuff I've seen. Luke Cage himself was better in Jessica Jones so far than I think he was in Luke Cage. Oh, uh, no. Nah. We're halfway, yeah, through, we're halfway through Luke Cage, and I, I just I haven't seen the fight choreography that I saw in Jessica Jones. He had, he had a few fights. In particular, the big fight. With he fought the rugby guys. guys. He fought Jessica Jones. Then there was another couple of times. Yeah, oh, they fought the, the pothead guys in the, in the pothead fucking place. I don't remember those. Anyway, I liked this show, and it was good. I did not like this show. I thought it was bad. Me and Pete watched the show as well. I agree with Mac on several fronts. I do think that the first several episodes were the strongest so far of any of the Netflix series. Definitely the most engaging. I think that overall this has the better cast of any of the Netflix shows. I don't know that they, they don't have the standout that you've got in Daredevil. I'm trying to think of a single actor in the, the cast that was bad. Gave a bad performance. I don't think there were any bad performances in Jessica Jones. Uh, it was definitely an engrossing story. Uh, me and Paquita actually finished the season and Paquita tapped out on Daredevil. She, she gave up on it. She wasn't interested. She also tapped out on Luke Cage. We tried to watch, uh, I think she managed to make it two or three episodes in Luke Cage. I, I made it four episodes in Luke Cage so far. But I finally finished Daredevil on my own without her. It's the only Netflix series that she actually, or the only Marvel TV series that she actually hung for the entire season on. That said, we also had problems with the series. My, my number one problem is I I love Kristen Ritter. I think she is smoking hot, totally my time. Enjoyed her since she was on Gilmore Girls. I watched a movie where she, an Amy Heckerling movie where she teams up with Alicia Silverstone and they're playing vampire valley girl type characters. It was a lousy movie but because of the chemistry between Silverstone and Ritter and more importantly my attraction to Ritter, I was able to watch that movie three or five more than one time. I thought she was great at Breaking Bad as well. But Based on the comics that Mr. Pixit uh, had me read, or blown me to read, I just, I cannot picture Kristen Ritter as this character. I always picture her looking more like Janis Joplin, which is the exact opposite of Kristen Ritter. But both me and Pepita had problems with Ritter specifically, even within the context of the show. She's supposed to be playing an alcoholic. She does not look like an alcoholic at all to me. She doesn't have any of the, the characteristics of it. She doesn't have any of the mannerisms of it when she tries to play drunk. That's the one time where I do think her performance wasn't so hot. Keith in particular had issues with how she walked. She looked like somebody, and, and I mean, most of her roles, she does run around in like heels, and she dresses nice, and she's more fem, more feminine. Here, he noticed that she walked like somebody who'd never worn combat boots before. She walked like somebody who just wasn't comfortable in the role that she was trying to play. So I didn't think she really looked the part. 
I thought she was too pretty. I thought that she was too porcelain and too perfect looking for the kind of character that she's playing. And she looks like somebody who would have had a pretty decent life. I know that the show, in the context of the show, she's got all these problems. But when you see the actual actress, she's just too clean, too well put together. I don't buy her as Jessica Jones. And I think that's one of the reasons why I had the same negative reaction as Mr. Fixit. She looks like she could be an actual superhero. And I, I actually would love to see Christopher Ritter around in a skin-tight outfit instead of all the bulky clothes that Jessica Jones is wearing. And because she looks like she could be a real superhero, when she acts nothing like a superhero, when she acts like a normal person who's fucked in the head, I don't give her the same leeway that I would if she were just like a normal-looking person who had normal abilities, normal problems. So I hear what Matt's saying. They do a good job of creating a scenario where I can understand why Jessica would consistently make such bad choices, such bad life choices. But because of the actress that's playing her, I just it doesn't sell her as being a fallible feat of play human being who can't, who's not really a hero. He's been put in position that normal people wouldn't be able to deal with very well. That's kind of superficial. It is kind of superficial, but I just, I need a more regular looking person. But at the same time, it sounds to me like her her relationship with the program in the comics was that he was just sort of controlling her. Right. My, Whereas in this one, in, he's, in, this show, he's, it, in this he's obsessed with her. Right. He's dressing her yeah, up in lingerie. Yeah, he's obsessed with her. To my recollection, in the comics, I think that if anything, it's the opposite, that Purple Man is a defining moment in Jessica Jones' life where to the Purple Man it's like just some bitch that he was fucking around right. with. Right, so, so he's dressing her up, he's it's putting her up, he's putting her in lingerie, they're going out to nice restaurants. You can't have Janice Joplin running around in lingerie and like that. I, I think that it's, it's a slightly different character. Mm-hmm. I think it's a slightly different character. I think that she did, and then, and, and, you know, her whole relationship with, with Luke Cage, I mean, Luke Cage was like, Mike Coulter's a good looking dude yeah, in the show. Yeah, he's a very handsome man, he's very well put together. So you're going to throw Janice Joplin in this Not a lot of charisma. Uh, I thought he was fine for the role they put him in in Jessica Jones. I agree. But, but, but he, he needs to have a lot more going for him when going into his own show. We'll talk about and, that. And we, just, when we, we talk about Luke Cage, we'll talk yeah. about that. That's how but uh, I, I wasn't really into Mike Coulter at, that much as Luke Cage either. But that's also an extension of my problem with how Luke Cage has been written ever since Michael Brian Bennis got a hold of him. I don't like the character that Michael Brian Bennis writes. That's not the character that I grew up on. And they're reflecting that on the show, but that's the source material. So I, I, I don't I don't want to blame the show for that. So those two performances are the ones that I had issue with. Those two casting choices are the two that bother me. But the supporting characters are excellent. Trish Walker is the hero on the show. She's the one who is striving to be a better person. She's the one who makes the people around her better people. She's the person I really want to see actually step up and become a hero in later seasons. I hope to God that Trish Walker eventually becomes Hellcat, even though her personality is so dramatically different from the Patsy Walker of the comics. But I love that the show actually takes the time to pay tribute to those comics. They actually repurposed painted covers from the 1940s into props within the show. I love that they were able to figure out that in modern times you can't have her have been a character in a comic book. So they figured, oh, but she could be a character in a sitcom, and that totally fucking works. It's still the exact same teaching situation as Patsy had in the, in the comics. Patsy, though, is a much more superficial fighting character in the comics. Trish is actual a straight-laced superheroine in the making. And part of that is because the actress is really not playing Patsy Walker. She's playing the character who served that role in the comics, Miss Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers. That's who was in the actual comics. And Rachel Taylor would be excellent as Miss Marvel. That's not the way the obviously are going to go. Brie Larson will be playing her in the movies. But 
I love how Rachel Taylor is playing the character she's playing. I love that she's bringing the canon from the comics for Patsy Walker. And even though she's playing a different character, I love the character she's playing. And I love that it has those deep ties to Marvel Comics. So I'll allow them the changes they have to make to translate her character successfully to modern audiences through a different medium. I don't think they're as successful doing that with Jessica Jones, though, because I, I, I like Mr. Vixen. I don't like Jessica. And it's okay if I don't like Jessica who is a fan of a six-episode show, eight-episode show, but... 13 episodes is so fucking long. And there's so many twists and turns to the point where it's like you're just dragging the shit out. And after a while, but please, I just started to resent it. And even, even when it was a shocker, you know, it's like, oh my god, Hope's stabbing herself in the net. It's like, but fucking get on with it already. So where me and Takita were really hard charging on this show when we first started on it, by episode six, it was starting to wear on us. By episode eight, you know, there was longer gaps in between watching episodes, long breaks, just getting tired of it. I agree with you that Kilgrave is the best villain to appear in a Marvel Studios-related production, period. He's better than Loki. He's better than any of those other characters. But I'm also just tired of the guy by the end of the season because I've just spent too much time with this dude. I really wish they had let him disappear after the first episode, let Jessica do another case in the meantime, and then pick back up with him later on. But because the entire season is about this one fucking story, I'm sick to death of those characters. And again, like Mr. Fix-It, after a while... I just start to hold Jessica Jones culpable for the actions of Kilgrave because she has too many opportunities to stop this guy. And I think that most reasonable people would have put a stop to this dude. I don't know that Jessica Jones is inherently a killer, though. I think that was kind of a big deal for her, that she's probably incapable of doing that. But Simpson is not. Uh, I, potentially Trish is capable of that. Jerry is certainly capable of that. But, of course, Jerry's a bad person who's swayed by her own self-interest, so it makes sense that she's not the one taking off. But there are too many people who have too many opportunities to stop a guy who's just an absolute monster. And it just gets too complicated, too dirty. After a while, I just, I, I, I got tired of being in that world and tired of being one of those characters. However, the supporting characters, Malcolm is excellent. Uh, I enjoyed the weird, fucked up relationship between the, the twin siblings. And I, I'm glad that character looks like she'll probably be appearing in season two. Because I think that she's such a weird, wackadoo character. That could be cool. I like Hope. I think Hope, maybe after Trish, is probably the closest to a hero in the show. Because she recognizes the threat of Kilgrave. And she also has lost her parents. She knows that there's a very good chance that she's going to be lost her brother forever because she can't prove her innocence. She's had been afflicted with this fucking rape baby that she wants nothing to do with. I love that you have that whole story arc at this particular time period where that's such a hot topic and where there's so many people that are so unyielding in their opinions on that topic that are, you know, that the friction between these ideologies is almost as severe as the friction between Jessica Jones and Luke Cage in those fucking sex scenes where they're fucking grinding like a motherfucker. Or when a, Simpsons, uh, yeah, and Trish are going down, down and, uh, as well. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff in the show. They do a lot of things really well in the show. It's just so fucking long, and there's just way too many twists, and it needed a, another B-plot to let you get away from the Kilgrave stuff for a while. And because they don't do that, by the end of the season, I'm just sick of 
Jessica Jones, and I'm sick of the story, and I want it to be over with desperately. Agree with me, but fix it. I fucking hate Jessica Jones. I do not look forward to seeing her in The Defenders. I do not look forward to a second season. It's really down to Trish. Trish Walker is what's going to get me to watch Jessica Jones season two, and I really hope we get to see more of her character in the Marvel television Netflix universe, because she's the character that I find the most compelling uh, of the ones that survived the season. Oh, by the way, and also, the, weak, the, the fucking theme song is the weakest of all the theme songs. Wow. So the one thing I found, and I want to ask your opinion, did you feel when she finally killed Kilgrave, was it very anticlimactic? Yeah. After going through all these fucking 13 episodes? I mean, but I, I know. I, I, I really they built it up, just picked they built up, it up so much. They built it up so much, but she doesn't have laser eyes like she makes the joke of a couple times. Though. She has super strength. She has super punch strength. Him so, the, punch him through the chest. Well, she broke his neck. Well, look... I, I, I think when you build anything up for 13 episodes, I don't know how you're going to have a satisfying ending, which I think is what the problem is with a lot of, of these Honestly, shows are going to be. I would have having her drown him and make him suffer because that's a clean that's a quick clean get death he didn't suffer snapped his neck he blanked out that's it he didn't suffer I thought she was well, going to grab him they, they had been torturing him in the hermetical sealed tank playing the, the video I, the I figured she was going to put his head under the water and just watch him blank out and it let him go through the water and sink to the bottom I was like okay that's you know he suffered he watched her. He has no power. She takes all the power back but from him. That wouldn't have made her break the show if you went away. So I don't know. That's you hated the show before yeah, that no. happened. Anyway, I, I, so. I have to bring, I didn't. I had gone up before to bring it up. Scientist Dad tells uh, Jessica that there's like a particular pudier gland or something that causes Kilgrave to have these powers. So she shoves her finger in his brain and destroys the one part of his brain allowing him to control people, and he's just a regular guy from now on. Something, something. With no education. They never no, took no a power from him. You do realize he died with all that power. Like they at the end there was no justification. He died and he still had power over them. She she just snapped his neck. That and was not, it. And not only that, but he's also getting his rocks off throughout the series. So yeah, he dies quickly, you know, painlessly. But he, he of all the people, he had the best time over the course of the season. Yeah. He so that's why again. Jessica dropped the fucking ball. You make him pay for all these horrific things the way, any way you can. No, you snap his neck, and it's just like, that's it? You blanked out? You snap his neck in episode six. You don't snap his neck. No, you break his, you break his back. I mean, dude, his crimes were never, he was never held accountable for his crimes. He did all this shit, and he snapped his neck, he was gone. That's it. So he might be a great villain. He had the shittiest ending of all the villains. Yeah, there's another one. You, you have her just fucking start wailing on him, and Trish finally stops her, but she's done so much damage that he's trapped in his own body. He can't speak. She ripped out his tongue. She can't, I thought about that. He can't fucking tell anybody to do anything more, so he's just stuck there doing, you know, impotent. See, but the thing is, but so many different ways of making this oh, guy. Oh, all right, that's that's that would be better. Okay. Some kind of justification. You snap his neck, and that's Again, it. I enjoyed the ride so much, I don't give a shit about the stupid end. You could enjoy the ride, in but fact, when you got to your final he's destination. He's probably not going to be dead anyway. Oh, no, he's no, dead. No, I, I hope that. They don't, you can't bring that guy back. I, I'm you just saying. I, I, as much as I, David Tennant was excellent in that season, but he's also a skeevy scumbag, and I don't want to... As a real it's person, the joke, it's the Joker thing again. It's like you 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 take a character to a place, and once you've taken them there, you can't walk it back again. So you have to resolve that story and be done with them, yeah. or else you're you're advocating for that lifestyle, or else you're promoting that sort of deviancy. You have to put an end to that character once they've transgressed to that degree. Well, except for like the Joker, the Batman's always going to have the Joker. Which is why I can't say the Joker though. And That's I hate, fine. I hate Joker, and I have problems with people like the Joker. They run around cosplaying with him and shit. It just seems like he's to me, such- to me that's an endorsement. 
bit of, of that level of, of, of heinousness. It's like we're dressing like Hitler to me as far as, you know, you're endorsing a mindset that I find reprehensible. Leave it to Frank to go. Wow, that's some weird I know, John. I, I, I won't lie. I, I thought it was going left, and you went far left on that shit. Um, uh, so, look, yeah, I, I didn't say the show was fucking perfect. Okay, I didn't show You're kind of getting your rocks off on it a little bit there. Uh, yeah, because I, I enjoyed the characters in the show. There were times of Daredevil I didn't want to watch that show anymore. That if, if Foggy wasn't on the screen, I was like, ugh. Or if the Kingpin wasn't on the screen, I'm like, ugh. Like, I was falling. I agree with you. That's why we said... Karen Page is excellent on Daredevil, too. Foggy and Karen are the reasons why I like the show. I said I didn't like Hope, but... I was, I was, I was motivated. I, I motivated because I wanted something, either something bad to happen to her, or something bad to happen to her. It, it, the, the the characters were invoking mo- emotions to me, but not like, ugh, this show's really bad. The actors suck, and the story doesn't make any sense. No, it, it, it was there were emotions towards characters I think I was supposed to have. And that's funny because every time I would look at it and they had a new character come up, all I could think was, well, they're fucked. I don't know what's going to happen. Something fucked's going to happen to them because they I, just met Jessica. I know. I, and after a while, that, like Frank said, it's I, hard I got not to tired start of playing Jessica after a while. Yeah, it's like, like, if you get him through your orbit, you're fucked. It, dude, she, no, no, she was a plague, dude. Was pretty She's good. a plague. She's patient zero of, 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 of a fucking plague. Storm. And that's and that's what I was talking about. That's what I. She's the, the eye first of the six. Storm. The first six issues and episodes, I enjoyed. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But after that, I'm just like, kid, just kill him. Like, what? Why? Why not? Why aren't you gonna kill him? Wait, because this. That's it. And then we go through two more episodes of people's lives being horrifically destroyed. I'm just like, but she couldn't be the I don't kill. Because that's Daredevil's thing. His whole show, Daredevil's whole thing is that he, I, I don't kill. Yeah. We resolve this by just punching guys really hard and we send them to jail. So you couldn't have her be like, I took this vow. I don't kill either. He like, was a lawyer, though, dude. He's a lawyer. He's, he follows the law. She's an ex-superhero who's a detective. There's no code to live by. She lost. I mean, literally, she has a license. She doesn't know. Uh, I think, that she, I think that she she protects the uh, her client privilege. She doesn't share information. She went through that when the cop came and had a bunch of photos that she had. She was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa these are my clients. Shit, you can't be taking this stuff." I think that she has some ethics. I, I just think that she's well, she's she, got well, issues. Good, I don't know that she has ethics either. I think that she's bound by her license, but I don't think she's a very good ethical person. That's a, that's one of the problems. I mean, maybe like, I phrase that. She's I, stalking fucking Luke Cage and shit. That's not oh, what yeah. an ethical person does. Right, right. I mean, that, I probably phrased that wrong. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I think that I think her heart is in the right place a lot of the time. I don't even that. I think I think her heart's no. in the right place. I just think that she's obviously wasn't a good superhero. She's had a traumatic life from jump, so she's doing the best she can. But unfortunately, bad shit keeps happening. But see, that's why that's why I bring up the battered girlfriend syndrome because she. I think that she's, she's got that. She doesn't. She doesn't. I don't think there's. I don't think they make any bones about you're like, oh, I totally didn't. I think that that was intentional. You're you're killing it for something I think was intentional. She's a bad, shitty person. She calls herself, "I'm a shitty person. I'm a terrible person." Multiple that's more self-deprivation. Most like feel pity because she did feel. It did come off. You're acting like, like she's acting like she was this this tremendous superhero who who kept saving people's lives. I don't think. They, no, 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 dude. She, dude, she knew there was this dangerous weapon running around the city, and the best she could do was we gotta catch him because she was trying. To, I know because she was trying to save hope. But even though, but one time's like, dude, you're fucked. Like everyone, yeah. everyone realized how dangerous Kilgrave is, but she didn't. Well, no, that, that's that's the point that I was making. Hope is Jessica. Jessica is trying to save herself through hope. She's not motivated by altruism. She's motivated by neurosis. She's motivated by the need to have a resolution to this thing that's plaguing her mind. It's hobgoblin in her soul. That's that's why she's not seeing the innocent people die. Yeah, the, I thought they were really clear objective. about that. She lo- she loses her parents. It's just about like her, her personal closure. It's not about right. 
the ID kind of greater good. That's why she's terrible, though. Right. That's why I don't want to spend time with her. And that's yeah. fine. I, 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 I'm coming at it from a slightly different perspective than, than Fix It, but we both ultimately can't stand Jessica Jones. And I'm just saying, I don't think that it was totally unintentional. Yeah. I, whereas but, I but you can understand our deep frustration absolutely. watching everybody yeah. All I know is that we talked about Daredevil, and no, we didn't have any sort of conversation like this when we talked yeah. about Daredevil. Daredevil's oh, like, it's a bunch, Jessica Jones is a better written chef, period. No I, argument I, there. Well, which brings me to my question. You're, you went through Luke Cage, mm-hmm. and you've been you've watched everything except for Daredevil Season 2. Do, are any of these shows any good? But each would you watch any of these well, shows? No, 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 that's the thing. Yeah, I finished. Dude, I watched it the day it came out. Oh, you, you watched yeah, it? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Okay. Are any of these so, shows. Are, and that's the thing. But, but see, let me qualify. Let me qualify. If these were not Marvel shows, would you have watched more than a couple episodes of any of these shows? Any of them. Including Luke Cage, without going into detail, because obviously. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Let's go all in. Yeah, go well, Agents Okay, no, 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 that, that, that one doesn't count. That one doesn't count. Is that, no, 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 because that's a that's one of the big three TV shows. So they fall under different guidelines. If you watch oh, the three, wait, 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 let's put it this way: if it was Scorpion, no, 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 you look at, no, no, you look at the three, the three Marvel ones: Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Each of them is different. They go with a different style. Daredevil is your super superhero movie, superhero show. Jessica Jones is your detective noir. And then Cage is more of your cool hip black exploitation. Black toy, yeah. But it, it there there's music, there's color, there's it's a, just a different feel to it. So what, each one, watch each how one, you use the word color in that uh, situation. <laughs> but each one has its own flavor. So you can't say, well, which one do you like better? That's like saying, well, if, no, you know. I, I'm not saying which one do you like better. No, I'm yeah. saying, are any of these good fucking shows? Oh, they are. Very good. Like, no, or, they, or, like so objectively, if, if it had nothing to do with Marvel. Yeah, if, if, I think they would be very good. If there were, if, 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 if it was, was, if it was called, Black Lightning instead of Cage, and it was. If Daredevil uh, was called Enter the Badlands, would you be like, I can't wait to watch Enter the Badlands? Or Nightman. Yeah, or Nightman, or Darkman, or something. Do you, do you no, know what I was talking about? Nightman was an actual TV show back in the 90s. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They they do a character called Nightman. Yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, that's the best episode. Yeah, that's Nightman. Talk about the day, man. Stop. You're going to make me get Yeah, it's, it's a fucking <laughs> that's fantastic. That's my favorite episode. That's my favorite. Really? That's like a fantastic episode. No, even if you, you know, I, they kind of, these stories have been told before, haven't they? What do you mean? Like, these shows haven't recreated the wheel. It's They kind of already followed what other shows have uh, followed before. I mean, I don't know. It's... If you look at the violence and sex, well, no, no, this is like taking an old, like old TV shows and giving them to Garth Ennis to write. He's gonna put in all this sex and what the fuck moments. No, but it's still I, the same I still idea. Don't think so because, like I said, they're sharing. I, if, I, if you gave me more time, I could find you old TV shows that probably followed the exact same lines of these shows. Because these people that wrote and directed these shows were always saying, "Well, you know, this show kind of influenced the way when we were looking at Cage." I, I don't know where you, I don't know where you're going with this. You're not. You're really dodging my question here. No, I'm not. I'm telling you. No, I, I don't. I, I don't think he is dodging the question. He is saying that the shows are as good as what else uh, is on television. You can and find these shows you would watch without the Marvel brand being attached to them. I'm telling you, man. Right now, if Daredevil season one. If it wasn't Daredevil, I think I would have tapped that up two or three. Days. I, I'm going to say that there is not a single Marvel TV show that has ever aired, with the possible exception of the second season of Agent Carter. But I think even that might be a stretch. Yeah, that is even a stretch. I wouldn't have watched any of them if they weren't Marvel. Right. Could never, be, never, could, like, you, you saw how long it took him to watch Daredevil. He still hasn't gotten to Daredevil season two. He hasn't made it through Luke Cage. He hated Jessica Jones. So, I didn't hate it. I had serious problems with it. But, but so what I'm saying it. is, 
But those serious problems, if it wasn't Marvel's alias Jessica Jones, you wouldn't have fucking. Yeah. But, see, but you made, but the, you just answered your own question with the point you made earlier. They're fucking 56, 57 minutes long. They're a, that's you've got to devote an hour of your life that's to the show. What I'm saying, are people giving it a fuck? And actually, I think the tide is turning on the 57 minute, 13 episode. I think people at this point are like, "Holy shit, you got to stop doing this to us!" Like. I, no, because you have things like Stranger Things come out and people are like, give Stranger me more. Things, though. But yeah, Stranger but, Things was not 13 episodes. Hey, guess what? Yeah. Stranger Things is not a Marvel production and I watched a show like, that was a really fucking good show. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And every I'm hour like, of that show I enjoyed and it also, was it, like six, eight episodes? It was not. It was no, not a full, no. long-ass season. Which is part of what was so great about it is they just told story they didn't tell. It wasn't all this extraneous fucking. Well, no, no, I, I, I admit, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I agree with Mac. They could definitely trim a lot of the fat from the shows. They definitely could. There's, there's a lot of fat that could be. There you go. Stranger Things. You have eight, eight episodes. Eight, eight episodes. Eight Perfect. episodes yeah. is the you know fucking what? sweet spot. I think if you did Marvel like that, I think it would be better. You're right. If they because you're right, they do kind of stretch out some shit. But you just said for a second you thought Stranger Things had to be longer. I thought it was 13 episodes. It's what I call this. This is what I call the usual suspects theory, where people think that every movie nowadays it's going to have a big, thick plot with lots of characters and lots of circuitous storytelling. It's got to be three hours long. Fucking the usual suspects is like an hour and 35 minutes long. It is an unusually short movie. And you never have any. If you said, "Hey man, (laughs) usual suspects," all the characters popping in and out. Kaiser Sose, yeah, you would so assume. many great, well-realized characters, iconic characters that you fucking you you, you love. Emotionally I love invested. the characters in that movie, yeah. and it doesn't take long at all. It's hour and a half. It's writing and performance. The it's an hour and a half long that. movie, and everybody they are just on this tip, man. They think they gotta have these thirteen, four, and it's just not the case. See, but they, there's so a lot of I will, five minute I will say, yeah. as much as I I really did enjoy Jessica Jones, and I I loved, I liked it a lot more. I, I don't know if I liked it more than Daredevil season two. I have to think about it. I'll probably have to rewatch Daredevil season two again because now that's been forever since I watched yeah, that. Yeah, sorry. I, um, I can't remember if I started it yet or not. I want to say I watched like an episode or two. So then Luke Cage, like, I mean, I, I know a lot of people watched Luke Cage critically. I'm not sure I trust a lot of the reviews. I don't think I would trust the reviews of any of these shows, honestly. I think a lot of people are calling Daredevil the greatest shit ever. And, and a lot of it's skewed because of the Marvel brand. Because it's right? Marvel brand. And, and now, with all the shit I'm hearing about uh, Iron Fist, I don't think any of these shows are really any good. And I, and I know we're coming off a podcast where I said I enjoyed Jessica Jones. And Daredevil, by the time you get to the end of Daredevil, I think Daredevil pays off once you get to the end. I think the final four or five episodes of Daredevil is really good TV. Unfortunately, it's 13 episodes, so I had to suffer through eight hours of just... I felt like I was in a room with the lights turned off, no pun with the blind guy joke. But uh, uh, before that, the lights came on, I was like, oh shit, there's actual like pacing and a story we're getting to. Uh, Daredevil Season 2, like I said, is better. But even then, Daredevil Season 2 has some moments where it drags some. And I'm like, how is this show still dragging? You've, there well, are no more origins. It's a show thing, too, because Preacher was the same way. Yeah. It takes six episodes before you finally start to go, I might no, actually like this Preacher, show. Preacher was more three or four. Preacher no, was three or four. No, it took no, a lot. Yeah, no, dude, it was first, episode four. I think it's first, even shorter when we talk about this. It's like episode four. Is five episodes. Where, where, in which episode do they have the fight with the angel in the hotel room? That's when the war returns. It's like five, six, I think. Can't remember. No, no. All I know is up to then. That wasn't a 13. I won't lie. Up to then, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be into this. And then once we hit the 
the angels in the hotel room. I'm like, okay, now I'm on board. Oh, yeah, this yeah I'm on board. And then after that, I'm like, I, I want to ride this out. But up to the like you said, if it didn't say preacher, I probably would have stopped at three. Nah, I was just, it was so boring. It didn't have the fun of the books because I read the books and I read the books at least every but, two years. But, 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 but so I, I count that as almost as a DC property and DC. It is. Well, I mean, they, they don't. I, I don't think they actually have rights to it. I think that actually belongs to Enos and Villa. Okay, uh, so God that, that's all right. Uh, so yeah, that's. Uh, I don't want to talk about preacher. I'm talking about specifically this Marvel, and I'm talking about, and really, I'm talking specifically the Netflix stuff where they're sticking to this 13 episode model. No, you're right. No, no, no. I'm not arguing your point. They could definitely trim four episodes off this show. I'm just thinking, 13 episodes of Defenders, that's going to be hard. What are they going to do for 13 episodes yeah. of the Defenders? Well, for starters, spend nine episodes getting the team together. 13. Starters. 13. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, yeah. It'll be nine episodes getting the team together and then four episodes of them actually doing some shit. Three episodes. I mean, so as much as I I did enjoy Jessica Jones, I hate this Netflix model. I hate it, and it sucks because I think that there's some really good stuff in these shows. But I got it. So I'll just let people know. So I watched Jessica Jones forever ago. Forever ago. I've forgotten everything about that show. Basically, like scrolling through my notes, I'm like, I can't remember this note that came to. So there's an actual, there's a Chrome extension. So if you're watching Netflix in your browser or really anything in your browser, it puts a little thing up in the corner where you can adjust the speed at which you watched it. So I was stuck at home today with nothing to do for several hours. So I watched all 13 episodes of Jessica Jones at 2.3 times normal rate. So every episode was roughly about 22 minutes instead of an hour. The extension would crash on me twice in the, thir- in the 13 episodes I watched. And when it would crash and go back to normal speed, I'm like, why are they just standing there not talking for so long? And part of it's because, yeah, I was used to the pace at which they were going, but then I'm like, holy shit, this is running me of Daredevil, where they would just, I feel like they would just stand and stare at each other for five or six minutes every single episode. And I'm like, what? why are we still in the same room talking? Why aren't they getting on with the fucking story? And I, I, and I think that's just part of it. I, and now... I would think, my man, Daredevil season three. I'm, I almost have like a little bit of dread about a Daredevil season three, having to sit through thirteen episodes of that shit. And that's not a show I like. If I feel that way thinking about it, that's not a show I like. I'm, yeah, I, honestly, I don't feel that way waiting for Game of Thrones to come back. Right. I, I honestly don't feel that way about Stranger Things coming back. I, and I don't. And I, I feel that way about. I, I'm six episodes into Luke Cage, and I'm like, shit, I'm not even halfway through. I got yeah. seven more hours of this show, and and to this point, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that I'm like, man, we've watched a lot of episodes. Of, oh, we're not even happy to fuck see it. It's it's not that it's. And I, I, mean, I, I, I will say because I'm only four episodes in. Already though, four episodes, a lot of repetition. Oh what? How one blue cage? A lot of like, didn't I already watch this scene already? How many times were I going to watch Alfie Woodard talking with Cottonmouth? About fucking nothing. You know, in, five the, in, the club, in the club, yeah. after you watch somebody. Why, 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 why do I need to do this That's again? like the thing that happens in every yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you gotta do that when you got 13 hours. They did it four or five yeah, times and they ate. It makes sense on, on television where you're, where you're getting advertising dollars. Well, the whole point is to have something new to put across people's eyes uh, and then have commercial breaks to, to, you know, to pay for the show. Netflix doesn't do that, so I don't need 13 fucking episodes, guys. Please, fucking, please. Please. Yeah, that's definitely good trimming.
I want to briefly apologize for this being the second episode in a row with fairly shitty audio. Uh, basically, Paquita Trudemundos gifted me a new mixer and new microphones. They weren't the ones she wanted to get for me. I didn't want her to spend as much as uh, she had spent to get me my mixer that we've been using for the last several years. This is intended to be a smaller, lighter travel mixer. And the microphones, again, were just dirt cheap, $15 jobbers. So the quality right off the bat isn't going to be as good whenever we have a road show, usually over at Mr. Fixit's house. But then when you factor in the laptop, which often gives us trouble, not interacting with that mixer as well as it did with the main one that we've used over the course of the show, that just compounds the problems. We attempted to record the Jessica Jones episode twice. The first time, the laptop not only defaulted to its own garbage built-in microphone, but it also decided to cut out on the recording session five minutes in. It was for the best because it gave Mac time to rewatch Jessica Jones and get more familiar with the show. And it gave Mr. Fixit time to actually finish the show. So when we did the new version, it was much more lively and involved all three of us. But I especially liked the interplay between Mac and Fixit this time. But unfortunately, once again, the laptop defaulted to its own microphone and we were all fairly spaced out. Uh, I don't think that we had it in us to try to do a third attempt at this damn thing. But I'm really fucking sick of these shitty episodes with garbage fucking audio. It's no fun for me to edit them. The only good side of it is that I don't edit them as well. I don't spend as much time with them because if they audio is already going to be shitty there's no sense in me killing myself over a weekend to fucking try to fix the shit but the downside is episodes like this i'm kind of ashamed of frankly that's why we're not going to do any new followers on this episode because i don't want to popularize a fucked up hard to hit listen to show amongst new people we're trying to take steps to make sure this fucking shit doesn't happen again it drives me nuts i'm sure it drives you nuts too and i just i sincerely apologize for that and just know that i fucking got my rage on uh the especially the first time this shit happened i'm not proud of that i'm a grown-ass man i shouldn't be doing that i've been much better about not raging out over shit like that but in these instances i just can't control how frustrating it is uh, and i want to do the best show that we can for you guys but uh next time it'll be better i promise we received a new blog follow from kitten archive and a wordpress blog like from most horrible cats on episode 66 the son of satan Retweet frantic ones include Ange, Bam Comic Podcast, Between the Pages, Comic Reflections, Ed Moore Jr. at Indie Comics Fan, Marvel Bronze Age and Miskatonic, Inigo Montoya, Nuff Said Podcast, Rad Adventures Podcasting Network, Siskoid, Style Icon, and Talk Nerdy to Me Podcast. Keepers of the favorites include Basic Bananas, Blood and Gourd, Bronze Age Babies, Brian Shampoo, Buddy Wuddy, Code Electro, Coffee and Comics Blog, recently a podcast, haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, Comics in the Golden Age, Cutaways Podcast, Darren Sundstrom, David Golding Art, Davis 404, Designed to Eat, Dude Imagine If, The Film Pasture, The Fire and Water Network, Funny Comics, Good Times Great Movies, Gord Tolton, Infinite Monkey Comics, Ingram Comics, Justice First Dawn, Kevin Rios, Longbox Crusade, Minimum Mice, Podcast Radio, Say Hello to the Bad Guys Podcast, Sean Merrick, Sean Phillips, Star Wars B.I.G., Steve Sellers, Talking Legion, Warlord Thanos Podcast, Warrior for Peace Podcast, and Wolver Steve. <laughs> And finally, the Merry Marvel Marching Society, 108 Sage, A Bureau Talks Film, Ali Bats, Andrew in Belfast, Brody's Kitchen, Bud's Beers and Brutality, Careless Deviation Podcast, Chris Sheehan, Columbus Comics Corner, Darren and Ruth Sutherland, Ed Moore at Teal Productions, Elizabeth Allen, Geek Yogurt Podcast, Ice in the Face Podcast, Jake and Tom Conquer Podcast, Joe Crawford, Just in Time Podcast, Keith G. Baker, Kevin Daji, 
King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun Podcast, The League of Geeks, Namor Submariner Podcast, which I keep meaning to check out and haven't remembered, I'm sorry, Pietro Blacksmall, Rad Adventures Podcast Network, Randy Caldwell, Richard Field, Ripu Baines, Ryan Daly, and the Shazam Cast. Sorry it's been a while since so we've done any quite enough sayers. We'll get to that next time. And boy, will we get to it when we get to it. The Marvel Superheroes Podcast is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by Marvel Entertainment. All characters mentioned and audio clips employed are believed covered under fair use, with no infringement intended against their copyright holders. Views expressed in this podcast are assumed legitimate, truthful, and solely possessed by the speaker. Man, I rewatched Seven Psychopaths. It is much better a second time through. I want to see that. I'm going to say the woman in America. The chick that started the atheist moment. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to this soon enough. <sighs> have you watched uh, nah, Luke Mike, Cage yet? Mike. Yeah, I saw Luke Cage. You watched all of Luke Cage? Yeah. Have you watched Daredevil season two? No. I heard you need to watch Daredevil. Just from the, the few things that I've tried to avoid for spoilers, I see a couple names pop up that were prominent in Daredevil mm-hmm. season two. So I don't know if it's 100% you should, but I think you should. I, I'm Daredevil season two was good, too. I had the fucking Punisher. Yeah, no, I think- no, that's, my next, that's what I'm going to start watching. That's my next start to watch. Because I blew through, I, I finished Daredevil 1, Cage. It's, I have not been as excited about a Netflix show as I am about Netflix. Really? Some bold statement. Because people are shitting on it so hard. You think it's deserving of it or no? No, I think it's because they didn't put an Asian guy in it. And everybody wants to want an Iron Fist Asian on the internet. True. Which he's not I think Asian. that's the whole reason. I know. But I think that's the whole reason people are pissed. Do we seem to be kind of hesitant about this starting? Well, we'll get it started. He's kind of getting him. Yeah, okay. I think he's reviewing his notes. Trying to get in that headspace, huh? Are you still trying to make sense of your note? Uh, I give up. Are we gonna go? We're not gonna go episode by episode. Right? No, no, no. Then I'm done. This is fucking waste, dude. Looking at these notes, I'm fucking blood red furious. What? <laughs> I took real fucking notes to talk about this shit. Like real fucking. I got real fucking notes. Here. I don't even want to like participate in stuff. Like this. <laughs> I, 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 it, it's been irritating for me too. Trying waiting to get Jessica Jones done, and I'm. I, Give me till next weekend, and I will watch it all. What? I will binge watch I'm it. I'm saying that doesn't help me out. Now I forgot all this shit. No, well, not just that, but also fucking we did that already too. We had this conversation no. before. Oh, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. It's like that was six fucking months ago. because yeah, I'm I'm off Monday, so I was like, I can binge watch something. I just don't. How much right. did you watch? Like the first three or four episodes. Did you watch any after the night we watched it? Yeah, like two more episodes. Watch two after that. Okay. And then life happened. So yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I'm now, four episodes in the Luke Cage. No so. bullshit, because you've been watching fucking Powerless. You got time to watch three episodes of fucking Powerless. You got time. Dude, to watch three they're three. twenty-two minutes long. I don't know what I'm talking about. Powerless episodes are twenty. That you don't actually you don't really watch Powerless. It's just sort of on while you're doing this other shit. This motherfucker doesn't watch shit anyway. Yeah. I distinctly remember <laughs> we were talking about Preacher in that podcast. It made me laugh, and I should have brought it up. Because you're like, dude, when Jesus came on, he goes, I stopped everything I was doing and watched the episode. Yeah. Which is the most Mr. Fix thing you've ever heard in my life. <laughs> dude, I'm you You were doing multiple things while the TV was on. And yeah. Put, you had multiple things you were doing and stopped each and every one of them to watch the television. Yep. Right. So there's. I, I literally will watch a TV show, yeah. play online gaming, and maybe listen to a podcast. Yeah. At the same time. Yep. So, welcome to the Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm Diablo Frank, and with me are. Blood Red Mad, and. Not seen an episode in years. <laughs>